Hello and good afternoon, good evening, and in some places, like Australia, good morning. Welcome to this week's new episode of Primetime Gaming with Mr. Boomstick and Friends. And of course, I'm your host, Mr. Boomstick XL. And folks, for the next two hours, not only are we going to be talking about, I don't know, something happened today, MPD numbers, Starfield number one in September, we're going we're gonna to break down the doors of the gaming community slash media about how, you know, uh, value-destructive uh, Game Pass is. And Xbox gamers, you don't buy games. You just play them on Xbox Game Pass. And you know what? How about this one? No one on PC even cares about Xbox. Turns out that's the best-selling place for Starfield. And we're going to get into that interview. I mean, Phil Spencer did something... That was un- was unexpected, right? He does interviews all the time, but Phil was candid. He was the proper gentleman that we all know and love, and he gave us the answers, listen, that a lot of us have been asking on these shows. You know what's crazy? He gave Clobriel a shout-out on the show, and shout-out to Clobriel, phenomenal uh, human being, phenomenal community member. Uh, we're going to get into all of that. And maybe that that all that in a bag of chips, but let's welcome in someone that has not been here in a while because obviously the times time zones are a bit crazy. Risk it for the biscuit, sir. How the H are you, man? Great to have you here. Yeah, thanks for having me on. It's been a while. It's hard to line up times, um, especially uh, you know, obviously being in the west of Australia, a little bit easier in the east, but I'm in the west, like one of those rarities. So. Uh, yeah, it's tough to line the tie up, but I'm super stoked to be here. We got a lot to talk about, so uh, let's get into it. Yeah, we're, we're going to get into the MPD sales right away. That comes away with Matt Piscatella, a great friend of the community. Um, and like I said, a lot of tropes have been, uh, have been dismissed with this news. Uh, and even though uh, Starfield is considered mid and a seven by many outlets, it did get over, over 49.5s or higher. Um, look, we're, I'm, I'm here for it. It's uh, Xbox is, is here, man. It's here to stay. And I really think, honestly, uh, regardless of how well Spider-Man is going to do, and it's going to do very well, I cannot wait to play it on Friday, uh, Sony's uh, days in first place are numbered. Uh, that is an absolute fact. Uh, I actually had someone on Twitter reach out, you know, reach out to me and was like, hey, boom, how could you say that? They just dropped a 91. Okay, and after that 91, I don't really know, um, but we will get into that as well. Hey, Asante, sir, how the heck are you? And you know what? I'm actually disappointed we don't get a chance to see you on camera on that new, very expensive camera that you bought, sir. Oh, I am doing okay. I'm doing okay. It's just, you know, work and life beat me up. Maybe maybe I'll turn it on at some point. I, I just rushed in here right on time. To see the footage that makes me jealous, because some of us, you know, some of us are retired and can sit home and, and play and play Xbox during the are day. Are you well, suggesting gotta... that because I recorded six and a half hours of Halo what? footage, six and a half hours, Is that six and a half hours straight? <laughs> nice. Uh, no, it was actually two and a half, two hours, two hours, and I started recording mm-hmm. a fourth block. Because you know, he had to go take a show. nap in between. You know what I'm saying? He had to take a nap. In <laughs> no, I'm happy to be here, man. Happy to be here. It's good, good to see you risk it as usual. The man Hargeet, and yes, may, maybe the uh, the prima donna Everborn saga will join us. We shall see. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen. <laughs> uh, I play. I played Sonic 
really, oh, really yeah, yeah, good. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I saw some footage, and I really don't want to see it because I want to experience it for myself of yep. Mario. Mm-hmm. Oh my. Wow, dude. I, you know yes, what? Sir. You said something to me. You said something on the phone today, Kesante, that you're like, you know what? I'm glad you're playing Sonic first because once you go to Mario, it's going to be very hard to go back to Sonic. Now, listen, Sonic, no slouch. Sonic Superstars looks amazing. It plays it looks, amazing. Plays great. Yeah. It's probably the best Sonic in years i mean that's how good it is i say don't pass it up but mario wonder and you know because you've been playing it it's 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 something special and i can't wait to Absolutely. get into it um but we'll get we'll get like I said, we're gonna we have a lot to get into hargeet mm-hmm. love the background uh that actually i i think that's actually came the way of um Clobriel who made that i think so yeah. yeah i'm pretty sure that he did and and, yeah. and Fitch, of course gave him a shout out uh on the you know like during the show that about he makes these incredible graphs and you know when you look at it, it it's almost like looking at the periodic table like there's so much to see right yeah. at that, that that thing behind you how are you doing man welcome yeah doing well i uh started up a couple of games that are leaving game pass in uh Solasta, and then i have to start up persona Persona oh, 5 wow. Royale is good leaving. Luck, and that's good a, luck that's with only, that, Charlie Brown. Yeah, exactly. It's only a 120, 130-hour game. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, we got two weeks to finish that. So last in, is no in the midst it's of like a release of Spider-Man, Sonic, and, and Mario. I know, Yikes. I know. Uh, well, Spider-Man, I'm not going to be playing because I don't have a PS5. I sold mine, right? So I'll wait for it to come to PC. But okay. Mario, yeah. it's already downloaded. It's going to sit there and taunt me because I will want to play it. But no, I will finish Persona before I do that. Uh, and hopefully I'll get to, you know, get Celasta finished up as well. Celasta is pretty good. If, for those who don't know, it's basically like uh, a, a better um, uh, Baldur's Gate 3. Um, it's essentially really? in the same vein. But, uh, yeah. but it, it, yeah, it's kind of an, a, you know, a, a D&D type game. Um, and it's got the dice roll type, type stuff. But, like, story-wise, it's been so far a lot better. It at least kept me wanting to play. Uh, and the gameplay hasn't been annoying. Uh, so I don't know. So for me, it's a better BG3. Uh, okay. But either way, uh, if anybody wants to check it before it leaves, check it out. Uh, it's in Game Pass for now. Uh, and then Persona is Persona, right? It's a massive uh, series. So I'll, I'll see what I can do to kind of get through that one. It's a long game. So, but yeah, that's what I've been doing. Uh, we played a little bit of Halo, uh, planning to play a little bit more this coming weekend. Of course, we get nice. the content drop. Uh, so we'll be uh, trying to try to get some of that content. Let's see if it, I think they have the Halo Three stuff coming in, right? Firefight's oh, a little dude. later, but uh, but yeah, well we'll see what we can do. It's, it should be fun. Yeah, I actually just hit level thirty-five. The battle oh, pass nice. is fifty. I've already hit thirty-five. You know, obviously, um, I got the twenty levels by just playing the game. I bought the fifteen that you walk into with the you know with the uh, the battle pass, um, and uh, those flood um uh you know armor cores are gross looking but awesome at the same time um it's i just cannot wait to see when you have a single player unreal engine 5 halo hit with a with a multiplayer cuz let me tell you something the multiplayer is perfect folks absolutely perfect it's good yeah it is the, the, the it's probably some of the best uh fps combat i i would even dare say that it, it beats bungie's uh destiny uh leaps and bounds uh it is you should give it a shot if you were on 
impressed with the original release every season since season two. Uh, I mean, really, they they found their their footing in season three is where you start to you kind of because like I said I have 16 and a half days in Halo Infinite, nice. and I'm going to probably have double that because I'm never going to stop playing. It is it is amazing. Um, but look, let's get right into what happened today. Now, Matt Piscatella, great friend of the community, numbers guy, as we all know. Well, he's out there, and he posted this earlier this morning. Uh, that These were the September 2023 top 20 best-selling premium games, dollar sales, excludes add-on content. And this is a stacked deck, folks. Now, this is, this is purchased games. People bought these games, folks. Okay, so how, how do you how do you suggest that I go? Should should be one to twenty or twenty to one? What do you, what do you guys think? Uh, bottom to top. Okay, bottom to top. It is all right. So rounding out the bottom, no slouch, Diablo Four, coming in at number nineteen, folks. Sea of Thieves, like what? Okay, all right, I like it. Um, 18 was Elden Ring, still selling. Uh, 17, surprisingly, Gran Turismo 7 in the top 20. That's awesome. Um, number 16 was Rainbow Six Siege. Okay, that's not a surprise. Number 14, Minecraft. Uh, they just announced that they have, they have sold 300 million copies. And PS, by the way, did anyone see the Path of the Jedi, an actual Minecraft Star Wars game where you could become a Jedi? Like, no one is talking about that. That, to me, is crazy. Um, number 15, Mario Kart 8. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, 15 was Mario Kart 8. 14 was Minecraft. 13, The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, now, this is not actually a surprise because it's Halloween month. Uh, Resident Evil 4, number 12. Uh, Jedi Fallen Order came in at 11. Uh, number 10 was Modern Warfare 2. Um, number 9 was Hogwarts Legacy. Number 8, a newly released game, Armor Core 6 Fires of Rubicon. Um, something new to the list, which was shocking, uh, was uh, number 7, The Crew Motorfest. And if you have Ubisoft Plus, I implore you to play it, especially if you like Forza Horizon. It is very comparable. Uh, I quite enjoy it. Not as good, but very, very comparable. Um, number six was also new, uh, NBA 2K24. Now, number five, the next, the next five are very interesting uh, because Payday 3 rounds out number five and it's an Xbox Game Pass, isn't it? Yes, it is, but people are still buying the game. Hmm. Number four was Madden 24. Not a surprise there. Number three was EA Sports FC 24, which, of course, is FIFA or FIFA, however you want to pronounce it. Number two, Mortal Kombat 1. And number one, folks, Starfield from Bethesda. Risk it. This is this. What this does ultimately is curb stomp the 
nonsense that is Game Pass is value destructive. No one on Xbox buys games. Why would you buy the game if it's in the service? Services don't work. All of those things have been shown the door. Now, mind you, this is this is a game that has it got a lot of controversy behind it only because some of the media really took it hard that this was not going to release on their favorite PlayStation 5 box. And we saw that with GameSpot. We saw that with IGN. We have saw that with multiple uh, mag rags that wanted to let the world know that, hey, we gave this game a 7 because it's mid. And even though it's a mid game to some of these people, here we are in October. We get the MPD numbers and Starfield, a game that's available in PC Game Pass and, re- and console Game Pass, still number one in sales. Let's talk about it. Yes, yeah, so there's a few things that's uh, going through your list too that I wanted to sort of bring up. There's a there's there's a game missing, um, Baldur's Gate three. I thought oh, that yes. would sell really really well. Where was that? Is that not uh, in the twenty? Well, it's below the twenty, um, and we also found Gee. out that the uh, the <laughs> sales on PlayStation were abysmal. abysmal. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, so much for the PlayStation Nation in supporting the devs. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Well, look, it sort of goes to show, doesn't it? Like, and uh, you guys will have to excuse me because uh, I've taken to this new thing of writing stuff down as I go through the podcast because there's usually so much that I want to say that I'll miss. So I make sure that I now write everything Listen, down. So it's a conversational podcast and it's journalistic friendly. Write everything you want to write down, brother. It's perfectly fine. <laughs> um. <laughs> So, well, there's that missing. Um, RE4, that's that's a great game. So I was, I, it was yes. good to see that that was at uh, sitting at number f- number seven or something. Um, so that's good. Um, but Starfield, Resident, Resident Evil 4 was uh, was 27th uh, and moved up to 12th. That's a big jump. 12th. Yeah. That's a big jump. Yeah. I think maybe the DLC's got a bit to do with that if you guys haven't Indeed. played that DLC. I highly recommend it. In Australia, it was fourteen, so I think it'd be around about seven, eight dollars in America. Well worth your seven, eight dollars. It goes uh, it's around about ten hours. You could probably push through at about seven if you really try. Um, great DLC. I just finished that up. Um, so Starfield, we've already seen sales with that. Look, this is something that sort of annoys me that Xbox does, and I've been uh, probably one of the only guys who's a proponent of this. I don't like how they do the uh, the early access sale thing. However, however, I mean, from a consumer point of view, I don't like that they do that. I don't like they did it with Forza. I don't like they did it with Starfield, but it seems like it's here to stay. And it clearly works, right? Because you already had 2 million sales out the door before the game had even released. Um, that's probably including pre-orders as well. Oh, one, 1 million uh, on each side too. 1 million on PC and 1 million on, um, uh, on, on, on console, which is, you know, that, that's, that's pretty impressive, a pre-release. And I think when we hear, it is impressive, extremely impressive. And I think when we hear these guys talk about Game Pass not working, they're unable or they have an inability to step back and look at a business model as a whole. Um, And this is something that I'm actually putting a a video together on because I truly believe that the traditional sales model, like a lot of people believe that Game Pass sits alone, cannot exist on its own going forward i think we're headed for a collapse if triple a's continue to just use that triple a sales model uh going forward 
um, which is counter to what a lot of people think about Game Pass. What I think is, um, at some stages, Game Pass may take a hit. I don't think so. Not with 2.9 billion, I think was the last count when it comes to uh, revenue. Um, and then at some points, traditional sales models may take a hit. And, and Xbox has been really good at bringing all of that together. Um, so the traditional sales models we hear about is still the largest part of their business. That's something that that Phil himself has said many times. Um, and we've heard it many times from lots of pundits around the industry um, is that Xbox does make good sales. And I think this is bearing out in the numbers here with your, your NPDs. Um, I was really surprised to see Payday 3 hitting number five, especially with all the, um, the some of the problems that that's had. Um, and also the fact that it's in Game Pass, yes. that it's hit number five. Um, and then another game from Game Pass, obviously Starfield is sitting at number one. Yeah. And the other thing that's sort of, that, that's, that's, I've been watching this go on since before Starfield's release. And we're all obviously, not all of us, but I was a big proponent of, I think Starfield will be a generational game. And then, oh God, it came out. It's got an 80 whatever, and it's not generational. You said it was generational. <laughs> you lied. You don't know what you're talking about. All that stuff. Um, well, well, I have to say to those people, you don't know what you're talking about. Uh, a generational game is not made in Metacritic. A generational game is something like Elder Scrolls. And while that did have a really good Metacritic score when it launched, it didn't make it a generational game at launch. What made it generational is the support it got from the studio, the DLCs. I mean, the, the decades-long support it got from the studio, um, the mod support it got, the DLCs it constantly got. I mean, it's still getting DLCs to this day. I don't see Starfield being any different. And I truly do believe it will be a generational game. And I think that that anyone with a half a brain and who knows, but there's this history. And you, you guys have to understand that I am not a Bethesda guy. I, I, I do not like Bethesda. I'm not a big fan of Bethesda games. I love Starfield. Um, but generally, not a Bethesda guy. And But even I knew, not being a Bethesda guy or a Bethesda shill, that this was going to be a generational game. This is just what they do. They make generational games. And they only make them once every... 10 to 20 years right so every game they make almost has to be a generational game so that's it's good to see that that there's a couple of narratives there that are being absolutely destroyed um you do have to wonder what they'll come up with next especially after the sales of Baldur's gate 3 i knew that was coming too by the way because i don't know if you guys noticed but when Baldur's gate 3 launched on the playstation and 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 a lot of people said it's because i live in an echo chamber i don't think i do but a lot of people i, I like to listen to sort of everyone I didn't see any of that on Twitter. And I was looking for the gameplay. I'm like, where is this Baldur's Gate 3? I've heard it's amazing. Everyone's talking about it uh, until obviously it was releasing on Xbox. And then lo and behold, when it releases, all I can see is Starfield gameplay still and Baldur's Gate was nowhere to be seen. So yeah, I mean, I guess it's funny what we see within the hardcore community. A lot of that just has to be described as cap, um, especially coming from one side of the, uh, the fence. But it's honestly great to see. Good for Bethesda. Good for Todd Howard. Um, and especially good to see that we're already hitting number ones. And we haven't even, we've just closed. The, the ABK deal is just closed. And I'm sure eventually we'll get into that. But the ABK deal is just closed. And we're already got the number one game on the MPD. So I think Xbox is stepping up. And to your point that PlayStation is not going to sit at the top for forever. That's 110% true. I mean, you can see it. It might be by the end of this generation that Xbox gets a leg up, um, but I really, I can see uh, PlayStation losing its top position, especially with the cadence that they have now. 
Um, and the, I, I guess, I'm unsure what their next game is. Where are they going? What's they're, their road? No one doing? knows. We, um, Jim Ryan leaves uh, in a shocking fashion. Now, you know, we could debate for the next two hours whether he was fired or he just was fed up with uh, them not seeing his vision. Um, Sony is a very traditional Japanese company. They are very set in their ways. They want to sell you a box. They want to nickel and dime you for that box for everything with their controllers, their peripherals. They want to they raise and- prices of games. They want to nickel and dime you on, on, on upgrades for graphics. And they want you to buy the game for the box. That's but not a model- just that, boom. Like a stand. They're nickel and diming you on a stand for the slim. Like that's insanity. Like you it's, in Australia, you're paying fifty dollars to stand your PS5 slim up. That's just like what? It's <laughs> I, I couldn't believe it, it's it's ridiculous. It's it's pretty ridiculous. Um look at, at the end of the day, uh, and I'm I'm gonna make a bold I'm gonna do a hey cotton, that's a bold statement. I'm gonna I'm gonna make that bold statement here. Uh, if you're a, if you're a fan of uh dodgeball, which is great. Um <laughs> I give them 12 months in first place. And I'm going to tell you what's going to happen and how it's going to happen. Um, this year, and, we, and we're going to get into what Phil had to say regarding the regulatory uh, gum, in, gum on the shoe. Uh, they had a bunch of things that they wanted to do and that they couldn't. Too much uncertainty. They didn't want to invest in the chance that they would lose this deal. So everything got gummed up, right? He said it. He said it. We're going to, and second half of the show, folks, we're going to get into it. But I am telling you right now, Sony's entire business model is based on the normies, on the casual market. If you want to be froggy and give the PlayStation Nation 20%, 20% hardcore, I'll, leave, I'll, I'll, even, I'll even raise you 5%. I say, go crazy. Say, let's just say for shits and giggles, 25% of the 100% are hardcore gamers for PlayStation. Let's say that's how dominant their hardcore is. 75%, and I'm undercutting it here, folks, are the casual audience. And they play games like FIFA and like GTA and, I don't know, Call of Duty. And when Call of Duty is on a box, that's an Xbox. Next year, next holiday, it is going to be no bueno for Sony. They're going to have a hard time selling their box. And you know why that is? Because they have nothing next year. Wolverine is not next year, folks. Insomniac literally just got done with Spider-Man. That's, that's a fact. So if they don't have anything, what are they going to sell the boxes to? They're going to, you're going to see a significant drop in their revenue uh, on everything. And Microsoft is next year is going to be hitting on all cylinders. It's going to be bonkers. But, hey, Asante, let's bring you in on the conversation. Starfield, number one on NPD. Now, granted, it's probably not going to be number one for October because, well, Mario is probably going to be number one. Um, you know, you're going to have Sonic battling out. You're going to have Spider-Man battling out. You're going to have uh, Alan Wake 2 is going to be there somewhere. I don't know where Starfield is going to go, but it's not going to lose its luster. But the mere fact that it's number one, even for the month that it came out, and it has surpassed 
not by just a pinch, okay? Leaps and bounds, two major exclusives that are, that, well, one is a permanent exclusive in Final Fantasy 16, right? Not nowhere on that list, right? Nowhere, nowhere do we see Final Fantasy 16, right? Starfield beat it. But they also beat Baldur's Gate 3, which was, you know, the cheering section for everyone in PlayStation Nation that were like, yeah, this is, you see, this is our exclusive, uh, you know, Starfield who, Baldur's Gate, yeah. Not on the list, brother. Let's talk about it. Uh-oh. Kay, are you there? I am here. I'm here. Forgive me. I was, I was on mute. Okay. <laughs> Forgive me. I'm absolutely here. No, you know, honestly, I'm not surprised. It's not surprising to me at all. Uh, the, 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 the attention was on this game for a long time. You know, we all knew it. And then, of course, the drama took, took control of it. But even beyond the drama, if you take a few minutes and you sit, you sit in your room or you sit in the handheld and you play this game for a little while, you understand why people are so crazy about it. You know, it is, it is very much, as we heard, one of the main reasons why my, uh, Sony wanted to make this one exclusive. It's very, it fit in their genre so well, right? So, you know, I, I, I for one, say good on Microsoft for, for making sure that that didn't happen on this occasion because they really needed something like this, right? So as far as the 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 uh, success of it is concerned, I'm not surprised, man. Uh, we saw what what concurrent numbers on in the pre-release uh, pre pre-release uh, uh, season, where it wasn't even the Game Pass numbers or the 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 early bird Game Pass numbers. It happened to be people playing on Steam that was still hitting ridiculous numbers. You know what I mean? So the idea that that this game can be played with your subscription service but still is, is hitting the top of MPD while impressive is not surprising to me. It just speaks to the fact that this game caught something, right? They, they have what they call a zeitgeist gra grabber. They, 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 they have one of those things that people, people want to talk about or want to have YouTube uh, uh, channels dissect, dissecting every piece of, you know, that kind of thing. If you look out there right now, there's just so many different pieces of content, all Starfield related that you can basically get yourself like lost in for a while because it's it, like Elden Ring before it, it captured the mind, you know, and, and people want to know more and more about it. So I'm definitely not surprised. I know there are many out there who, who, who may not feel the way I do about the game, but you know, it is what it is. I think it's brilliant. I'm still playing it almost at the end. Yeah, me too. I'm almost at the end as well. I just, I'm playing so many games. It's just, it's ridiculous. Um, uh, Kay, do you, do you want to continue or do you want me to come back to you? Oh, you can come back to me. Go ahead. Oh, all right. Yeah. Hargi, uh, 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 let's, let's bring you in over here because um, there's a lot to get into. There's a lot to get into. Um, Starfield's number one. It, again, I, I think what, what this ultimately does is kick in the door for what is... Uh, a narrative that has been an anti-Xbox narrative that Game Pass is value destructive. But we, we as gamers, we don't buy games. PlayStation gamers, they well, they buy <laughs> games. And they buy them by leaps and bounds, right? That, 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 that's what we know. Or at least that's what we've been told. Um, and I think, like I said, I think the most finite point here is that this is available in two different services. One's for PC and Game Pass. One is for console, and it still is number one. That is impressive, 
beyond impressive. Now, where it's going to fall in next month, we'll know mid-November, <laughs> the same way we learned yeah. mid-October. But it's certainly going to potentially still be on the top 20. And like I said, you know, Spider-Man is going to be there for sure. I don't know where that's going to rank. It's going to sell very well. There's just no doubt about it. Um, but I think next next month, the number one game is going to be Mario. That that's I, I think that's 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 just a given. Yeah, I mean, and you've got a bunch of other games that are com- coming in October as well. But you know, it, it's uh, you know, it's going to be an interesting month. And Starfield will probably be in the top for a bit. Uh, you know, given the holiday season is now coming up. Uh, but there's another game that uh, that we should really mention. MLB The Show is that? Did that not launch in Game Pass day and date? It did. It's the yes. number tenth best selling game of the year. But I th- I thought Game Pass was value destructive. Mm-hmm. Is is that not a Sony PlayStation game? And, and even despite it being in Game Pass, is the tenth best selling game of the year? In fact, if you look at the top twenty games. What PlayStation game actually makes the top 20? There's only one. It's the one in Game Pass. Isn't yep. that funny? Yeah, it's Value ridiculous. destructive, is it? Yep. Value destructive. What a narrative. Well, gee, maybe, you know, when you can't make those games and you have to make all these games as a service games instead because your own process may be value destructive, maybe the way Microsoft's going might be the better way. Gee, perhaps you should consider that for all those pundits out there who knew everything. <laughs> so much you, smarter you, you, than you sound the trillion very dollar slanderous, company. kind sir. <laughs> the multi-trillion <laughs> dollar company that obviously doesn't know anything about markets. The one that just beat all the legislators, all the regulators. Sorry. Gee, I I wonder if we should maybe take their way of doing things. I, I don't know. Just just throwing it out there. Perhaps the Sony way. Maybe he isn't working. Their leader was fired. <laughs> Bill's riding high. Just saying. And the top. Oh, we have a quote from Bill. <laughs> he's not going anywhere anytime soon. Um, yeah, cool. these are these are fun little uh, factoids. Now, yes, for the month of September, Gran Turismo Seven did perk up a little bit. Okay, cool. But you look at the top, and uh, Sony just doesn't represent, unless you're in Game Pass. And then suddenly you actually show up. I'm just saying. <laughs> now look, Spider Man will probably be in this, right? Because that's also. Oh, there's October no doubt game. about it. Spider Man's probably so, going to be in the top five. I, I, I hope they. Facetious they in so any way. Well. Yeah, Yo, I, I and, think it's going to sell yeah. very well. And I'm very happy that that landed at 91. I, they needed a win, and they've got one. It's it, that's awesome. I really do hope it sells well. I don't think it's going to do the numbers that Spider Man One did, just because like 2018, because the the sheer number of consoles just isn't there, right? So. Hopefully it sells really well. They have about half the consoles they did back that when twenty in twenty eighteen when uh, Spider Man came out. So hopefully it does around that. I think they ended up at some nine ten million something like that. So let's assume it's like six seven million. That'd be fantastic. Uh, so great. I, I I expect it to be in the in the top. Uh, you know, in, in coming October. Fair enough. Uh, but you know, uh, <laughs> for the year, is that going to make it? Uh, in the top 20 i think so i think it will uh, but i'm looking at some of these numbers and if you look at diablo it's probably at the 10 12 million range uh you look at something like uh re4 it's probably like the six seven million range and i'm just trying to figure out where starfield is so i guess it's at that 10 plus million range that's pretty good so i guess 
we'll see how Spider-Man does. Uh, Starfield still has the holiday season to keep selling. By the end of the year, I'd expect it probably will, if it's not already at 10 million, be at 10 to 12 million. Sales. I was going to say 10 sales. to 12 seems about fair. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. For a game that's in both PC and console Game Pass, yep. you do not have to pay extra. You can just play it as part of your Game Pass subscription. You know, pay the $1 that all the Sony fans keep see, keep talking about. But hey, what do you whatever. Think, <laughs> what do you think the attach rate's going to be on that, though? Because that's, I think, uh, I would even go so far as to give uh, Spider-Man a bit of a pass with sales. Because I don't think it's going to hit much more than five, six million, which I think is a good a good sale in the first, um, say, I, month. And I agree with it. It could be that, right? And that, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to give it the benefit of the doubt and say, all right, you know, it's Spider-Man. It's this massive property. And let's face it. They haven't had any games since like freaking Ragnarok. That's the, yeah, like, if you want to call minute. count MLB the show and all the third party deals, fine. But this is their big first party game this year. This is their big mm -hmm. first party exclusive. That's the only one they've had from Sony, right? And the last one was Ragnarok. So I'm hoping this means that people will jump into buying it. I, I, you know, just to give Insomniac the win, I hope they do go buy it, right? And it deserves it. It's a 91. Right. That, that hopefully that's, it resonates well with the players. Yeah. Um. So I hope it does really well. But to your point, risk it. That is the problem. The attach rate was about 10 percent for Spider-Man. I was literally going to say that. Yeah. It, 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 yep. If it's 10 percent here, you're probably looking at five million. Right, which again, that's not bad. That's that's really good. But if you if 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 they had decided, which I think they should, put it on PC day and date, you have a yep. much larger install base. You suddenly could have made that it. eight to ten easy. Yes. Right. And with the like ninety one meta, there's going to be a lot of talk. It's going to be a lot of buzz right now. Not two two and a half years from now when they're going to release it on PC. Even but even if they released right it twelve months from now. Yeah, people are, yeah. or three people, months. Three months, I think the buzz would still be there. But the, this whole two-plus-year thing, it's, it's, it's too I, I'm, much. I'm not feeling it. <laughs> it's not a good idea. It showed up in a store, actually, Spider-Man 2. I think it showed up on um, somewhere in a store on, a P on PC. So I, I, I sort of get the feeling that this might be the game where they push that, they that finally... release on PC. Yeah. I hope they do, because really, they could use the sales. It's It'll be strong. a huge bump for them. Yes. Uh, and why not put it on PC? What? What? Do they really think the people who bought a PS5 are going to say, nah, I'm not going to use my PS5? They're going to use their PS5. Don't worry about it. Just put your game where you can get the sales. That's what you need to do. Right? Uh, a couple anyway. people in the chat. Uh, <laughs> shout out to uh, Abacab72, who's been a channel member for, my God, almost two years. 22 months, folks. Thank you so much for the generosity. <laughs> he says it actually went down. It's a 90 now. So it dropped a point. Okay, so okay, I, but it's gonna be at like high eighties, you know, low nineties. That's yeah. kind of where we were expecting this to be anyway, right? So yeah. fair enough. And look, you know, maybe there'll be some console worriness. High eighties is a fantastic score. It is. It's a fantastic score. Yeah. Low nineties, fantastic score. Right. Mario's ninety-two. Awesome. Just fantastic. Right. So if you're in the eighties or higher, that's a great game. That that's a great game. And we shouldn't pile on it I, like high, you know, high 80s or, or low 90s, whatever it ends at. I it's a it's a great land for them. I think it's awesome that they have this you know cool win, right? After so many losses, this is a good thing. And I, I hope they can you know build on that and start getting some wins. And the next thing's gonna suck is that the new console price is gonna la land right in November. I, I am gonna tell you that you know that's you, kind you, of annoying. You, you but... mentioned it a couple of times, Hargeet. Uh, I don't really think people understand how poorly. Sony has had a 2023. 
It's bad. Like, it's, it, it, it's is, bad. it is disastrous. And I'm not yeah. I'm not counsel Warren, folks. I don't have the list in front of me. I have to go into my Word docs to pull it out. But I'm going to tell you right now, <laughs> the year that they have had is nothing sure. It, it would cripple any other uh, publisher. But, you know, Sony yeah. is Sony. They're in first place. It makes perfect sense. They they can take it on the chin. They did. They're gonna, <laughs> they released a 91. Okay, great. 90. Fantastic. I don't know. If, like, listen, I, I've actually had people yell at me. Boom, you talk about Spider-Man too much. You're an Xbox guy. I'm a gamer, folks. Yes. Yeah. I love Xbox. And it's my preferred uh, platform. <laughs> but I'm not going to miss out on Spider-Man. I'm sorry. I'm just not. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a Marvel fan. Well, it's Marvel the same with fan. Mario. I mean, I'm, I'm absolutely playing Mario. And that Dude, game looks so I don't even I know what I'm going to do with myself. <laughs> because I'm playing Forza. I haven't beaten Starfield. I, I play. I I, I, I jumped into Redfall and put another twelve hours into that. I just dropped in two days, ten <laughs> hours, ten hours in Halo Infinite since the thing dropped yesterday. Crazy! Like, so I was up. To, I was it's up to so one good. o'clock in the morning. The old man <laughs> stayed up past midnight to play this game. It's it's just it's just crazy. Um, and it's just yeah. it's there's just too many games. I need to check um, it out. Yeah, because I, I downloaded it the other day, so I'm pretty uh, I'm going to be pretty stoked to check it out. But Mario might be actually the Mario Wonder, and this does look good. I'm watching your gameplay, and uh, I got to jump yeah, back into it. It's so a 60 second gameplay. That's all I want to see. And yeah. wow, does that game just look? It's it looks even better now too. Yeah. Um, but I think it does. I think they've 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 sort of jumped up. The, I don't know what they've done, but it looks shinier. That's for sure. Um, but Mario might be the game that drags me across to. Nintendo, because I've there's been just there's, there's been nothing over there that that's really even. Oh, I don't know. Uh, the game of the year, Tears of the Kingdom, was out. I don't know. <laughs> Man, that doesn't that just didn't do it for me. I don't know. I just didn't. I don't know. Maybe I'm a graphics guy. I don't know what it, what what it was, but it just wasn't doing it for me. But Mario, like the uh, an old school Mario, uh, that looks good. That looks it really it really looks good. So good. I would. Yeah, I would K- go. Kiyosante is going to have week. trouble battling his kids to play it because uh, they, they, they've, been, <laughs> they've been bugging him since it's been on the on the sc- on the home screen. Um, yeah, that's the mistake they make, man. Or, or at least that's what they do to get the Why kids to hear off. Dad? To off. Yeah, every five minutes, man. It's crazy. <laughs> so <laughs> much so that my 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 uh, wrong ally all of a sudden becomes child's property. If you know what I'm talking about, we'll I know exactly along, what you're talking you know about. And you know what? I kind of figured that was going to happen. You weren't going to get mm-hmm. any time at all. Indeed. So, uh, w- sorry. Just one thing that like, just occurred to me was like this whole narrative of of Xbox players don't buy games. Right, it's a a lot of that comes from taking UK data for physical game sales, uh, which doesn't take into account what is the market share of Xbox in that country, what market share percent is Xbox Series X versus S, where you would actually be able to buy a physical disc, right? Because the S is all digital, right? And as we've learned, the majority of the consoles are are digital; they're S, they're not X, right? So if you take the market share. In general, the attach rate is similar, if not better, on the Xbox. So the reality is it's PlayStation players who don't buy games. Yes. It's, it's not the other way around. Yep. Uh, Xbox players, the few who actually own an Xbox out of outside of the U.S., in fact, do buy games because that's why they would go buy an Xbox because they actually want to play games. Otherwise, they'd be the casual player that buys the, the PlayStation. Right. But so to push that, back on that. 
a, a little yeah. bit, and and that's that's not really a pushback. It's more of a, agreeing a, an explanation as to why it is that way. And I agree with you. It's it, it is the PlayStation players that don't really buy everything. And I yeah, think that exactly because it's such a massive casual pool over on the PlayStation. And I mean, I know it's just one person, but a guy that I walk I work with every time I walk past him, I just say Xbox just to annoy him because he has a PlayStation. <laughs> he's a oh I love he's it. a casual. He's a casual guy, and, and and I, you know, I've spoken to him a few times. He's like, "Yeah, I just don't play enough games." He's like, "I, I maybe buy one um, or two. Exactly. I, I like specific exactly. games, and I like this specific game, but I don't really, you know." And he's like, "And and, and I, we've had the conversations many times. Uh, PlayStation's better, isn't it? Because it's more powerful." I'm like, "No," <laughs> um, and, and I'm like, well, "The the Game Pass conversation I have with him, which is, well, if you don't really play that many games." Um, and you're happy to wait because he's happy to wait. He doesn't buy them straight off the bat. He doesn't have that FOMO. And I think a lot of casual gamers are like this. Um, and they might buy them later in the piece. Well, Game Pass is the place to, for you. I mean, look, Dead Space just came out on EA Play, which is now available on Game Pass Ultimate. Yep. And that's a fantastic AAA game. And if you haven't played that, I recommend it. But like that, that works for, for casual gamers perfectly. They, they don't have the FOMO. Yep. And when the game comes to Game Pass, there it is to, to, to play it. And that kind of PlayStation casual actually suits the Xbox ecosystem. And when that, that shift starts to happen, we might, we might actually own the narrative that Xbox gamers don't buy games because the casuals really don't buy a lot. But at the moment, because yep. of that casual base, I think you're absolutely correct. It's, it's the PlayStation guys that don't buy games. Yep. It's, it's, listen, it, we're going to see, and I, I don't really think it's sunk in for a lot of people. I don't, <laughs> I don't think it has sunk in to the industry as a whole. We, we've been talking about it for 21 months, um, but they closed ABK. They're, that's done. They own Call of Duty. We're going to get into what Phil Candy Spencer Crush. had to say. It, <laughs> they own Candy Crush. Candy Crush... And and Call of Duty, let's just say the mobile aspect. You, you you think Call of Duty makes money on console? I'm here to tell you, it it does okay on console. They make bank in mobile. The yep. players that it's 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 astounding how many people yep. actually play Call of Duty on mobile. And that is now yep. a Microsoft property, folks. I'm here to tell you many things, but I'm here to tell you again that this is going to pay. For the next acquisition, it's going to pay for mm -hmm. Crystal Dynamics and Idols Montreal and oh, IO please. Interactive and potentially, you know, so many others that they're working with right now. It is Sony's in a pickle, folks. Uh, that's all I got to tell you. And they have no answer uh, for leadership. They have no answer for a roadmap. Yes, Spider-Man, <laughs> amazing. Pun totally intended. Uh, I can't wait to play it. But that's yep. it. After that, that is all she wrote. And that is the um, end of the Sean Layden era. <laughs> and that would be the end of it. Um, um, but, Boob, to your point, let's not forget Nintendo's coming up with a console that will compete with PlayStation and Xbox. I when that happens, whatever they call good it, luck to, 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 to Sony. Yeah. <laughs> Those things sell. As long as they don't you know, fumble it, Nintendo fumbles every now and then, but if they don't fumble it, you're looking at a 100 million plus console seller it's going to do well and it's going to have it's it's sure there's a 3d mario apparently that's in the works that comes out with that new console 
Yes. That's going to be yep. your system seller right then and there. <laughs> it's going to come out and everybody's going to want it, just like Breath of the Wild, right? And, and then you're well going to all that, these upgrades. <laughs> it's going to happen. That's it. That's that's Nintendo's differentiation point. It's their IPs, right? Yes, and, exactly. And I don't They don't need third that, party, but if they come, yeah. they come. Yeah. <laughs> they come. Yeah. And, and PlayStation doesn't really Look, I mean, I know they've got The Last of Us and stuff, but they don't really have those IPs. I they mean, don't. they had them back in the PlayStation 1, 2 era, but they don't really have them now. And so what differentiates, I think, PlayStation is their big AAA single-player experience. They're expensive to make, and you need to sell 10 million copies of those to really <laughs> yep. make yep, them worthwhile. So so there's that, and there's, then we see them pivoting. Um, but Xbox has Game Pass, and it has a lot of those little... And this is another thing that, that, that PlayStation needs. They have those little games, those little passion projects, your Pentiments, you may not like them, your Grounded, all those. There's a little, there's a little, there's a lot of sprinkles on Xbox's cake plus your Game Pass. Now, if Game Pass, if, if Xbox starts making some of these, and we, we're getting these with Senua Saga, these big AAA single player experiences, what yeah. does PlayStation have to differentiate from the other two consoles? I, I think that they are really in a bad spot. Well, they had um, a dozen. Uh, they had a dozen later. gas games. One of which yeah. was supposed to be The Last of Us Two. That was supposed to eat everyone's lunch. And oh, I don't know. Uh, they were canceled by Bungie, <laughs> not by PlayStation. They were canceled. But Bungie said, "Uh, uh-uh, it's not good. Cancel it." And it's not on ice, folks. It's canceled. Yeah. Your Last of Us Two multiplayer that everyone has been asking for is canceled. Like I said, they just they just do not have an answer unless they have and holding they're holding the cards close to the vest, K with a SOCOM or something, which I've been calling for for years. Why don't we have a SOCOM? SOCOM, a real triple A SOCOM would be so dope on PlayStation. They have been resting on their laurels, sir, as we've discussed. You know, they have been sitting there enjoying the fruits of your remaster remakes. Remakes of remaster. Well, remakes the remake of remaster. I can't believe they're making a Last of, Last of Us Two freaking remake. remake. The game came out three years ago. You know, <laughs> what is they're, that? They're also they're, they're also bringing out uh, the the, uh, the um, um, Horizon, the first one uh, mm-hmm. for for the PlayStation Five, and they're releasing it on PC. So it's another remaster. A play, you know, like why? We don't the complete don't, edition. Yeah, we don't. They didn't sell that. you the complete game first off. Sorry. It's 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 awful. You know what? Before we move to the next topic, you said the guy is teabagging me, which is very disrespectful. Um, uh, <laughs> very disrespectful. That, by the way, folks, the map that we were playing on was a Forge map. Did you see how good that map was? That like yeah. the Forge community is just crazy. It's just so good. Um, yeah, Santi, let, let, let's talk about it because you you obviously you have gone numerous times on the Gaming Circle podcast, which last week's folks, if you missed it, don't miss that show. Record record breaking numbers, five hundred plus people in the chat. His highest viewed video. the The amount of people that came through was ridiculous. So if you missed out on it, definitely go check that out. But let's talk about Starfield being number one. And I think you're you're a numbers guy like myself. Mm-hmm. It's significant more than just oh, Starfield is number one. This game is quote unquote free in two services, one on PC, one on console, and it yep. still beat out Mortal Kombat, which is a multiplat, oh, yeah. which is available yep. on Switch, on Steam, mm-hmm. on P- on PS5, and on Xbox. That's crazy. 
Absolutely. No, I, I don't disagree. See, I always knew he was going to do good on PC because PC is where the mod community is, right? In between yeah. now, when, when the first bite of that apples is gone and, and the initial people that were going to play it uh, have played it and now it's no longer uh, uh, the, the mystique or so magical anymore. Everybody knows what the LB and RB button do does, right? Everybody knows what that is now, so that's fine. When that's gone, then it's up to the modding community to start, you know, giving it second life. And and clearly they've already started that, you know, from a, from a performance perspective, they've already started pushing it. Uh, I, I'm literally like playing this game from time to time on, on a handheld device. Uh, same kind of, uh, it's not the ROG Ally, but it's same kind of specs as the ROG Ally. And I'm playing it at ultra settings at 60 frames per second on a handheld device. It's amazing. You know, they, they've, they've, the modding community has done a lot already, and 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 it looks like Bethesda themselves are also following suit. They're doing updates. The you know they're fixing things. It's a big game. It's a big game, and a lot of people enjoy it. And I think after the initial, you know, false narrative peddling BS comes and goes, it, it will the the memory of it will last as long as as Skyrim's memory has lasted. I think it's, it's a worthy successor. So I'm not surprised at all that it's making so much money. Yeah, I mean it's 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 great to see. Uh, yeah. You know, the same way PlayStation needed, uh, you know, the the ninety or nine, well, the ninety for Spider-Man. Uh, Microsoft, we we were all waiting, right? Like we we did not know. We heard Starfield was going to be good, but we needed to play it, right? And again, this is coming off a year where Microsoft released. Forza Motorsport, which is a banger. They have, okay, so they, they had a little bit of a dud, right? Obviously, Red Fool came out. It, it, it under-impressed, and that's perfectly fine. The update, does it fix everything? It doesn't, but it makes it a heck of a lot better, especially of them keeping up with their promise of 60 frames per second, which it does run great. Um, and then you talk about all of the other first-party stuff that they, they, that they have released this year, Again, not so much for me. A lot of RTS stuff. Again, not not for me, but it's for people who enjoy RTS type of games. It's it's, it's a pretty banger year for uh, for Microsoft. And on top of that, I don't know. They closed ABK. Uh, it's it's. What could you say? It's 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 just it's just a great year for Xbox, uh, and it's great for Bethesda, who I obviously just saw the the retirement of Pete Hines. Uh, you know, we talked about that, uh, Kay and I, and I, we talked about it yesterday on the Xbox Factor podcast. Uh, there's some people that think that was there, there's a little bit more to it. Um, I just think that he, you know, made a lot of money with the purchase of uh, when Bethesda was purchased. Um, you know, and he's been with the company for 24 years. It's time to retire. Uh, you know, what, I, I don't know. Should- like, I, I don't think you can like if there is more to it. I don't think you can fully direct it as it's it's a Microsoft thing. I think that uh, Heinz is one of those guys who doesn't like to not have the driver's seat. Um, yes, yeah. I think that that's if there's more to it, it's from that angle. But look, I spoke to the guy. I'm pretty sure Huggy spoke to the guy as well. Um, yep. He is like a, just a passionate uh, about Bethesda. He was really passionate about Bethesda. Um, and the games that they make and and what we thought. And I, I, I mean, I told the same thing to everyone. I wasn't interested until uh, in Starfield, really, until I saw that um, that direct at uh, Games Fest. And I got to speak to him afterwards. And I think he asked me, like I put a tweet out, um, 
but I think he asked me more questions than I asked him. He was really curious as to why, what I thought, what changed my mind, like what kind of games do I like? Like he was, he's just a really nice dude. Um, yeah. So I he really do it. wish him all the best. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. if you he's, watch yep. the interview with Phil, right, he, um, he did go over that and it didn't seem like it was anything, but then again, things could be hidden. Uh, but he was all, you know, he just seemed to congratulate him and like, you, you know, was happy and proud of him and whatever. And uh, it didn't seem like there was any negative there. No. And I think if, with Pete, um, you know, you'll see it, like it, we'll find out if there is anything there, we're going to know in about a year, maybe two. Because yeah. <laughs> he'll say something. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, we saw him at the trial. He accidentally, he, he sort of slipped up there a few times. So, you know, maybe that's got something to do with it. That's what people are think, possibly thinking. But look, I I, yeah, I, I just think, think so. he's he's that kind of guy that doesn't, that wants to be in the driver's seat um, and wants to steer the ship. And, you know, I, I think Bethesda is just as much his baby as it is Todd Howard's baby. And um, there's obviously deep personal feelings there. So if there is anything, I don't think it's anything negative towards Xbox itself. Right. Um, it might just be negative towards, you know, an acquisition. I mean, but yeah, look, like said, uh, the one that makes the most sense, if it was anything, would be Redfall, right? Because that you'd have to blame somebody for that failure and maybe you'd blame him i don't know if you you do or don't whatever it is but well he's the leader I, I, there yeah he's in charge yeah. of marketing he, he he's he ultimately he's responsible for that yeah yeah so and and you know under the the phil era when bethesda was bought he was actually the one reporting into phil right so he was running the bethesda arm or the Zenimax arm. So, you know, at that level, yeah, you might want to say he's responsible for that. I don't know if they would go after him for that. I, you know, but if you had to pick something, that would be it. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think the trial had anything to do with it. I think, that, no. you know, that's what he felt. And, you know, when you're in the court, you just tell the truth, right? That's well, just you, the way you it have is. to tell the truth. That, <laughs> so that's I mean, just, that's yeah, what I felt. It, that's it, what I felt. Right. So, yeah, I don't think uh, Microsoft can really retaliate on <laughs> Like, no, that, that I, I, I listen, you know, <laughs> there, there's been some pretty interesting takes. You know, he, the, Microsoft's vision, folks, has changed. Killer Phil, he's here. And, and we're going to get into what he had to say, meaning he's going to, he's here. He's here to stay. Um, I don't see him going anywhere anytime soon. Um, and Microsoft, yes, this is a business. Yes, he's got a, He's got a you know answer to uh, to to uh, investors, all of that. That's great, but at the same time, they they have been number three for many many years, and they find themselves in a very very strong position. They're not taking prisoners. They're not going to be happy with second place. They want first place, and they're going to get it, and they're going to take it from PlayStation. That's a fact. May not happen now. May even happen next year. PlayStation is in trouble. They, they're directionless. They're leaderless, right? They, they, they're not the same animal they once were. They have been defanged. Yes, they have a bunch of great IPs coming out. Whenever um, Ghost of Tsushima 2 comes out, I'm there day, in one, day one. I'm platinum in just like I platinum the first one. But we don't know much what they're doing. And look, like I said, uh, the, you know, the Pete Hines leaving... I, Mrs. Boom and I congratulated him publicly. I think that's magnificent. I've been retired since 2014. You get here, it's great. The water's great. So I'm happy for him that he did retire. And he's retiring on the highest of high notes. Redfall, number one on MPD. S still one of the... It's a generational game, folks. I don't care what you say. This game is being played in so many different ways. It's 
bonkers. And the stories that we're, we've been telling are crazy. And that's one game. That's not 10 games. It's one game. And we have all these different stories that we're telling. Generational games do that. This game is generational. And uh, look, at the end of the day, uh, I'm happy for Starfield being number one. I think it does knock down the door of the narrative, especially from the gaming media uh, and, and the gaming community who, you know, who talk about, uh, you know, economics or whatever else they, whatever other ridiculousness that they go out there and they're, they're, they're pulling numbers out of their ass. Uh, listen, it's number one and you can get the game technically for free on two different services that, that are both game pass. So I don't know what to say, but we got to talk about that Phil Spencer interview and my God, there's a lot to get into, folks. Before we get there, let me catch up on the Super Chats. There's been quite a few of them. Carlos Alvarado drops a very generous $2 Super Chat and says, Halo Infinite is topping Steam uh, in the seller charts right now. That's not surprising. Season 5 is amazing. Uh, B. Martin 001 drops a very generous $10 Super Chat and says, Mario, Super Mario Brothers Wonder currently... 93 on Metacritic. I cannot wait to play it on Friday. Spider-Man who? Um, Alvin uh, <laughs> drops a very generous $5 super chat. He has an admission. It says, Hargeet, a month ago, I super chatted. Mario Wonder won't get nominated because it's 2D. It may have spoken too soon, brother. <laughs> on its way. It's going to be in there. <laughs> um, um, uh, Omerta War. Drops, who has been a channel member for two months. So, Omerta, thank you so much for that. He says, good show, guys. Listening while I check out the D4 season. Um, I, what, D4, what am I missing? D, what, what, what's D4? What is he talking about? I don't know what season four. Uh, throw, throw another uh, message in there, brother, and I, I'll definitely give you credit for it. I, I'm not sure, but listen, it's, uh, we appreciate you listening, and hopefully you're enjoying it as much as we are being behind the mic. A Highlander 001 drops a very generous $5 super chat and says, Starfield is a long-term relationship. Uh, Spider-Man 2 is a one-night stand. I will pick up Spider-Man 2 used at GameStop uh, next week after people beat it. I mean, you're not wrong. Is uh, D4 I mean, Diablo 4? Maybe? Maybe he's talking about maybe it's Diablo 4. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is yeah. a new season. That's exactly what he meant. Thank okay, you for that. Sorry. Yeah, listen, Diablo 4, uh, so, so, something of blood. Um, season yeah, of the blood like that, or something right? like that. Uh, I haven't, you know, what's crazy. What's disgraceful. Mrs. Boom and I have not even played Diablo. We just, this year has just been, it's been a very busy year and it's one of the games that I just have not got into. I haven't even played mortal Kombat one. Like I'm a fraud folks. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I got 80 hours, 80 hours in Redfall. No hours in Mortal Kombat. I should be ashamed of myself. Um, DJ Birdo, DOS. Welcome back, brother. Nice to see you in the chat. He drops a very generous $2. Super Chat says, Hargeet, throw a tremendous in there for me. <laughs> tremendous. <laughs> I love it. Um, Waleed is now a game cat, specifically a white tiger. Drops a very generous $2. Super Chat. Wow, that is such a name. Um, so PS, the PlayStation VR 2.0, and its amazing lineup doesn't count. No, uh, I what is no, it doesn't line up. Let, let me no, jump I, in I, and say that. Like, I think he's being facetious. Uh, I don't, I don't think yeah. he's being for real because. Um, <laughs> okay, cool. Did you, did you see anyone see the ACG review of the uh, Horizon um, 
VR Call game. Call of the yeah, Man. It was, Call of yeah, yeah, it was pretty brutal. He said it's, it, it, yeah, well, it's look, not, not a good VR game, it. but it's even a worse Horizon game. Oh, you bought it? I wanted I wanted that I wanted that to do well. I wanted PSVR 2 to do well because I, I initially was going to get it straight away, but then I looked at the history of PSVR 1 because I wasn't too uh, sure. Uh, and I wasn't too versed on the history of VR with PlayStation. So I did look into that. They stopped supporting that after a year. So I was like, all right, yep. I'm going to hold out on this. Um, and and I was right. Like, I really wanted it to do well, but I didn't think it was going to. And it's not. It's not doing well. And it's, they, it's need terrible, to support, they need to support the hardware that they've sold to people. It's the right thing to do. If you sell hardware, you need to support it with software. And they really haven't done that. And it's really disappointing because I want to get PS, PSVR 2 and get into it. But I'm not going to do risk that it. without if, games. If you wanted to get something, I would highly recommend the MetaQuest 3 instead. I just don't see the value. Like I've always been waiting for that AR, the mixed reality and the AR. And that's what they're giving mm -hmm. you. They give you VR plus AR. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's, it's 500 bucks to enter. And you can play whatever you want. It's uh, I, I would recommend that instead, uh, and that's supporting yeah, praise, VR and uh, AR from uh, from both K and uh, and everyone with uh, with yeah. the MetaQuest three. Yeah, I don't know how much it is out there, but you know it's five hundred here. Yeah, but uh, yeah, there it is. is. Look, yeah, yeah, there it is. In the I, I'd recommend that instead, and I nice. would like people yeah. to actually support that because I want AR to continue. I, AR is is the future. I want AR to continue, so I hope people do support this. No. I believe it. So I also believe, look, I believe that VR, you know, going into the the far flung future is, you know, VR and AR and all that is has a place. Um, I don't know if the, as Acicles and Pancake games will always have a place when it comes to, you know, VR and AR. And so, and so I like to see companies stepping that forward, but when they don't support it with software, I, I can't support them. So yeah I'll, yeah, I'll probably look into that MetaQuest. Definitely check it out. Uh, let's real quick. THX1138 drops a very generous $2 super chat and says Spider-Man Meta 87, Miles Meta 83, Amazing Spider-Man 2 Meta 90. I mean, listen, they're, they're, they're all great games. They're all high 80. It's fantastic. Uh, I, I know Miles, a lot of people, you know, down on it. 83 is still a great score, folks. I, I, I don't know what. Where, where, what world do we live in? An 83 is not a good score. I, I don't, <laughs> That's really, really I don't good. Know, whatever. It's weird. <laughs> uh, Highlander into Sony are in the 80s. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. It's weird. Uh, Highlander 001 drops an additional $5 of chat and says Sony is selling off their financial services to raise money, I guess, for acquisitions. If Sony is not worried, then they have, uh, then, then they would have not, not have the COO step in. No, no, folks, let me let me tell you this right now. The mere fact that someone within SIE, PlayStation, did not take over tells you everything that you honestly need to know. The fact that someone from Sony proper took over, that is where you know they're in trouble. But we're here to talk about Phil Spencer's interview, folks. And there's a lot to get into. Now... Risk it. I want to go to you first because you're our special guest. And I pulled up a, a quote that Everborn Saga put into the chat. And this was from the interview. This is from Phil Spencer when he was sitting down uh, on the Xbox, uh, episode five of the new Xbox podcast, which is phenomenal. Uh, uh, it's, it's again, it's it, we're, we're, we're missing Larry. I, I would not heard anything from Larry Herb. Hopefully he's enjoying his retirement. Um, but yeah, it, it's a great show. You should definitely check it out. 
Uh, and this is what Phil had to say, um, Brisket. I'm more excited about being here than, than I've ever been. Uh, I mean, it's, a, it's simple, right? It's, it's just a couple of words, but it's incredibly powerful. He has no, he's not going to retire anytime soon. I say we got. I say Phil maybe got another five to seven years under his belt. He's definitely got a, ma a major publisher acquisition and at least a half a dozen to eight additional studios. That's that's my take on it. One big publisher, six to eight studios, and then I think after that they're done. I think they're gonna. They're, they're, and, and and you know what? I really want to give a shout out to Pong Soul because he came up with this analogy. I think is phenomenal. He said that Microsoft is almost completed building the moat, meaning what they're doing is protecting themselves from an industry that's going to eat itself up. Uh, and, and, and Apple's going to get involved. Google's gone. You know what I'm saying? So they're, they're gone. Apple's going to get involved at some point. Amazon is going to get involved in some point. And if they get another publisher, specifically in the East, and they get those six to eight studios like an I.O., like a Crystal D., like a, like a Eidos Montreal, um, a few of the other ones that they're working with. Avalanche Studios is a really good one. Absobo is another great one. Um, they could be self-sustained. They'll have their, they're going to have their – every genre is going to be covered. Fighting is going to be covered with Killer Instinct. They're going to have all of these different – uh, studios. I mean, they have currently 34 named studios, a total of 44 from what I understand. And those are all the support studios. They're in fantastic shape. I'm very interested, Riskit, to get what you pulled away from this like 25-minute interview with Phil Spencer, specifically outlining when the content was finally going to hit Game Pass. Yeah, so the, the, well, there's a lot there's a lot there. Uh, with the content, I, I always saw that coming. So I think a lot of us always saw that coming, especially when you look at uh, a lot of people thought it was going to be like Bethesda. And I think if you go back and look at uh, Xbox's history with Bethesda, they had already had a few games go through uh, Game Pass. And so that pipeline was already there. Um, so expecting, and, and we know what Bobby Kotick thinks of subscription services. He's not great on it. So there's no pipeline there to bring these games through to Game Pass. So that to me was fully expected. Um, that yeah, that was always going to happen. Not disappointed about that at all. Uh, if it's 2024 and they start dropping games in, that's absolutely that 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 does not bother me in the least. Couple of things that did bother me about this though that I wanted to sort of point out. So I'll go through the negatives. Um, the, I, I don't like the 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 podcast format that he's doing um, or that they're doing that Xbox is doing. I think they're cutting our lunch. Um, and I think, I think you can, um, here's the thing. You can trust a podcast from a boom, you know, from a, from a, a K, from a Hargate, from a me, from a dealer, because we'll tell you what we really think. Um, and then if you're going to have a podcast from a, a conglomerate company, even if it is Xbox, it's not something that I want to watch. Cause I don't, again, I, I, I yeah, I find it hard to, to you, you, trust you, you the prefer truth. the candid opinions and not the company told lines, which is what you're saying. Exactly that. Okay. Exactly yeah. that. So yeah, very fair. The Xbox, very fair. if you're listening, get rid of that podcast format. Um, just, you know, maybe have a conversation, do interviews, 
Um, and and I'm, no offense to the guys who are running that podcast, they're doing a, a great job, but it's just obviously a corporate thing. So stop doing that. Um, but then to Phil, <laughs> um, uh, to Phil, so some of the things that he said, like, I, I, oh, I mean, they're quite telling. Said he visited King first, or he's yeah. going to be visiting King first. Yeah. That's probably there now, right? Yeah. That shows you the focus. And, mm -hmm. and I mean, uh, Jedi Knight Pete, one of the panel members of my show said it and I, I booed him for it, but he was probably on the money. That's, that's, uh, we, no one wants to hear that. No one wants to hear like mobile is going to be the thing they Sorry, focus but it's on. It's so big, right? 60% yeah. and 70% of their revenue is like mobile. And it's like, geez, it's, you know, it's yeah, a big exactly deal. Exactly that. He, he's going to go straight to mobile and he's going to go, he's going to be talking to them about uh, what are they doing now? What have they got planned for the future? What do they want to do? What do they yeah. need? All those things he's, he's going to be directing towards mobile. And unfortunately, um, you know, with, with that, we're visiting King first. That shows you where his focus is. So, I mean, again, um, something that they've said that's proven out to be true. Uh, you know, they said it many, many, many times. This is not about COD. This is about mobile. I mean, they didn't go to Activision first and start talking about COD. They went to King first. Um, so, I mean, as, as, as annoying as that is for me personally, because obviously I'm a console guy and probably all you guys in the chat the same. Um, you want him to go straight to Activision or you want him to go straight to Blizzard or, you know, let's get a Hexen going, let's get a this going, let's get a StarCraft going. But unfortunately, that's just not his focus. I, I wish it were, um, but it's just not. Um, and so to your publishers thing as well. So this uh, a lot of guys are going to disagree with me on this. So, so two more things I've got. So the publishers. I don't want them to buy publishers and I hope they don't. Um, I want them to, I don't want them to completely stop and put the brakes on. Um, but they're going to get to a point where it's too far, a bridge too far for me. I don't, I'm not like King David. I don't want them to buy everything. I want an open, I want a fair and I want a free market. Um, and I want a market that's healthy for consumers. For me, uh, it's a selfish thing. And I know that people look at uh, Microsoft buying up publishers as a selfish thing because they're, it's going to Game Pass. But I can tell you, and we've seen it already with Microsoft, they raised prices uh, where they felt comfortable to do so. And if they bought up too many publishers, they're going to feel really, really, really comfortable. And that means that they'll feel comfortable to raise prices. We don't want that. We want a healthy, strong PlayStation. If Google comes in, I doubt it. Great. Amazon comes in. I think so. Great. You know, Apple comes in. We've got competition. Great. That's what we want. Um, to, to what I want them to buy, yes, Crystal Dynamics and Eidos Montreal. That's the next two I want them to go after. I want them to lean heavily on the fact that Embracer is struggling at the moment. Um, I want them to lean hard onto that. Uh, when, we, when we talk, you know, the amount of money that Embracer paid for uh, Crystal Dynamics and, and Eidos Montreal was an absolute song. I think if, you know, Microsoft comes in and just throws a cool single billion, 900 million, 800 million, uh, Embracer's made, you know, a lot of money out of that, 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 that purchase. You know, obviously you've got to look at what they've spent in the, in the meantime, they're developing <laughs> Tomb Raider, all that sort of stuff. So, you know, like say, throw a cool billion at it, Microsoft could do that easy. And I don't think that'd be an issue with the regulators. I'm sure it would have to go through that regulation process. I can't remember what the, the keystone is for um, that, but I, 100 million um but i don't think that would be an issue going through the regulators and i don't think that uh anyone well, it's else just except one studio the FTC. not an entire publisher so yeah exactly and i don't think the, anyone except for the ftc is the stomach to keep, continue fighting microsoft at the moment um so 
Yeah, and now to Phil's excited to be here. And, and I said this in a chat that I'm in. Um, Kay's in it too, so Kay would have seen this. And so a lot of the guys were saying that Phil's excited to be here, blah, blah, blah. Surprising. Maybe they thought Phil was stepping down. I thought, so, you know, maybe it's you know Phil's time. He, he's put on a, and I love Phil, and I'm not having a go, but he's put on a bit of weight. He's gained a few gray hairs, probably like us all, and I can't talk. Um, and he looks, and, and he has had some rough runs since 2014. They have had some really, and not just rough months, they have had some rough years. Um, and he has managed to right the ship. Uh, it's a slow ship. He turned it round. He has done amazing things for the brand. He's acquired ABK. He's acquired Bethesda. We've got games now. Um, he's brought Game Pass to the brand. Everything that he has done has righted this ship and made it successful. But I do not think he has. He hasn't had his opus moment. He hasn't had. Someone literally just said that. I don't know who we were talking to that literally just said he has not had that one. Just the, the one. Yeah. That huge thing where no one can deny that Phil's nailed it. Um, just that game, that game, or it could be a game, but it could just the moment where, yes, Microsoft is it. There's, there, at the moment, there's still questions. We can question the management. We can still question the cadence. We can question lots of things, and it can he can be questioned right now. And there hasn't been – he has not yet achieved, I think, that Sean Layden sort of almost godlike status where Sean walked out of the PlayStation 4, and I don't know why the executives at PlayStation didn't see this, as pretty much a god of gaming. Um, well, they he, certainly he, treated him with the most disrespect possible. Like that dude absolutely. wasn't heard for for two years after he left. It was gross how they treated Sean Layden, honestly. Yeah, and he he turned the brand around. PlayStation is what it is today because of the things yep. that Sean Layden put in place early in the PlayStation Four generation, and we didn't see until 2016. But after 2016, it was hit after hit, and I think Microsoft is at that point. Phil Spencer's at that point, but they haven't made it to their 2016 yet. They've got their foot on PlayStation's neck, and I hope they press hard, um, really, really hard in the nice Microsoft way, the way that they do, the way that, that Phil does that. Um, but he, it's not yet. And I think if Phil would leave you know, now, maybe into the next couple of years, it would be a disservice to his entire career. So I, could, I, I didn't think he would be leaving now and i'm waiting for that moment there'll be a moment where i'm like he's done it and i think he's gonna leave but it's not yet and i'm glad to see it because phil um has been fantastic for the brand he's turned it around a lot of a lot of guys kicked back on that and said he's done this and he's done this done this and i'm not saying that because he hasn't had that one that he hasn't done great things he has done great things for the brand he saved xbox for god's sakes i know a lot of people will argue yes yeah, so i don't think people give enough he, credit for that yeah i agree yeah he had that conversation with Satya. He said, I think I can turn it around. And, and he got to work. And that's what he did. He, he's turning it around. We're not quite there yet. We're not at pointing at the North Star yet, but we're we're almost there. He's almost there. Um, so I think when he gets to that point, we, we may see him retire. Um, and that'll be a sad day for me because he is a great man, in my opinion. Yeah. No, I mean, good, good point. A, a, lot of, a lot of really great points. Uh, Keosante, are you there, kind sir? Indeed, I am. Okay, so let's <laughs> talk about it. Let's uh, l l let's talk about the interview. Uh, this, I don't want to say it took everyone by surprise. Mm -hmm. um, I think it was needed 
But I think that this, the finite point I want to make here is many of the things that the, the I mean, listen, they, they these, these questions, he knows they're going to be, they're going to, they're in the Microsoft building for crying out loud. So he knew what they were going to ask. But mm -hmm. what I found to be very interesting, Kay, is many of those questions seem to be talking points on our shows, not specifically Double Barrel Gaming, but the conversations that Riskit has had with his crew yep. and you have had and Hargeet yep. have uh, had on numerous podcasts on Game yep. On Daily. These are conversations that are happening. When is the content coming? What, what are we going to do with old IPs? They're listening. They're listening. Absolutely. They might even be listening to this show right now. And, that, and I know mm -hmm. that they are, which is pretty freaking dope. Okay, but yep. here's my question to you. This was a powerful interview. A mm -hmm. lot of people expected it. Some people were taken by surprise. People were looking for the Bethesda moment. That's not going to happen because obviously Bobby K is still there. He's there to the end of the year. And I'm going to be I'm, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I don't think anybody wants to see Bobby K sitting down with Phil Spencer to talk about Activision because he's not going to have a say. What he says may not even matter today, right? Like mm -hmm. he is he is just basically on a waiting uh, pattern to get his bags of money that he's going to get, his $20 million, and he's going to go and buy an island somewhere and you never hear from him again. That's fine. But I don't think we're going to get mm -hmm. that kind of round table thing. But True. he answered yeah. a lot of questions. What were your personal takeaways here? Honestly, my takeaway was the rejuvenation. Like, like you know... Uh, you see, you see him out there. You see him talking to the to, to basically addressing, like you said, addressing us, because these are the conversations we've had for quite some time now, right? And 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 you can definitely tell that they've been listening because there's a lot. They they address them specifically, like uh, specifically questions that we have asked. They address. So honestly, I, I like me personally, I, I'm just happy to see the rejuvenation there, right? Uh, he seems that. It seems like this has has been successful to a point where now they're at the starting line, right? And some of us have said that as well, right? They are finally at the starting line. Now they can start making that vision come to fruition. He looked kind of tired because he, you know, back in the day, because they weren't getting to that starting line and they weren't able to to get to a place where they can now think that they have enough to compete. And here we are with it, right? So I'm I'm super excited to see that he is ready for that fight, right? He's ready to compete. He's ready to jump in the waters and, and continue onward. Uh, what I thought was super interesting, and, and I know Riskit was saying something to the effect of, you know, he was hoping uh, where he went initially was telling, and of course it's going to be mobile, like, obviously. You know, when you have a spigot that prints money, ain't you going to go see that wonder of the, of the world first? It's a spigot. It prints money. What are we talking about here? That's the first thing we go and see, right? But... What he did say, which was super interesting, was he's not going to stop anybody. He's not going to mandate what they do, but he's also not going to stop them from having interesting ideas. Meaning, you know, now, now that just like we are like completely losing our minds and going, oh, my God, imagine all the things they could do together. So are they. Right. So are the various developers that now are all under their one purview. Right. So if somebody comes to Microsoft with a good idea or comes to uh, uh, Phil Spencer with a good idea, he may, not, he may be busy over here getting the app store going and get his, getting his mobile on, 
but that does not mean we won't get cool, interesting rejuvenations of 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 old platform or old games that we we wanted because some passionate developer wants to go and go off and go do that, right? They're not so laser focused in this one direction that you won't be getting you won't be getting what you want, and they'll need to not be that way, right? Because they have so many IPs now and so many developers now and so many eyeballs they now need to feed that you can't let it all funnel through Phil Spencer. Like, that's a little too short-sighted. It, it would take too long to get things done, right? There should be stuff coming out all the time, right? And they should be touching various aspects of it at all times. Not everything will be, well, Phil's going to go and do all the mobile thing, and then when he's done, he's going to double back, and then he's going to see who's going to green light this project and that no there should be 15 12 projects green lit at any given time of various degrees in quality some mobile some not mobile right and 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 we should be surprised to find that out when when they decide to announce it later in the pro, in the, in the project's development cycle and it shouldn't all be funneled through phil because for a long time now yeah you have one game two game three game I was criticizing Phil. Why the heck didn't you play Redfall before it released? There's a world where you won't be able to play all the games before they release because there's a lot of them coming in, coming out at the same time, right? So, you know, I don't think necessarily that him focusing solely, not solely, but him focusing on mobile is detrimental to to console and PC gaming necessarily, right? There's there's still a chance. They've already talked really glowingly about all the IPs they look forward to bringing back, things like that. So. You know, I, I I I hope and pray. Maybe that's my Pollyanna view of it, but I I think there's hope there. You know, I'm just excited for the page to finally turn. There's been a lot of wait. It's gonna happen one day. It's gonna happen. Oh Lord, when it happens, it's gonna be amazing. And now all the excuses have to be washed away. You you can no longer say, oh, they don't have the IPs. They oh, they no longer have the studios. Oh, you know, who's gonna make their fighting game? Who's gonna make this? Who's gonna make that? They have deep benches of pedigree within their ranks now, like very deep benches. IPs for days, right? Technology engines for weeks. They they have, you know, um, people talk smack about the Series S. They have one of the first third parties, one of the only third parties who has a claim to fame of making 120 frames Series S games. They have them in pocket now. So we shall see how they execute and where, where, where it all falls. Now it's just an exciting thing is waiting, watching as paint dries as they get all this stuff together. It, it's going to take some time. Um, I, about the, the 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 Game Pass Day One stuff, it is a little unfortunate that that's how it, it turned out to be, right? Because but at least he was forthcoming it. about that. Yes, you know what I'm saying? Yes, like, yes, I, absolutely. I, I, absolutely. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that not. I don't know. I I'll put it to this way. Mm -hmm. Not. I did not. I saw VGC cover this. Mm. I did not see many of the publications. Now, I also saw, of course, you know, uh, Jez Corden of Windows Central covered it as well. He had an am amazing article. Didn't see too many of the media covering what Phil had yeah. to say. And I, it, honestly, I'm not surprised because I still think that there's a lot of really bad blood that Microsoft closed this deal. I, I really mm. believe that there is some real discontent with the media. Now, how yeah, long so that's going to last? People don't like it. People don't yeah. like it. I've, I've seen I've seen that been, been being spread out a lot. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I really don't. I, I think that that's the consensus that they just don't like it. That they don't. They wish it wasn't there. I've seen a few folks like express that. And really, hey, poor hey, takes. It, it's what it is. 
Yeah, I, I agree. It, it is what it is, and and, and it's in it's in poor, poor takes, and we'll see. You know, ultimately, will the clicks demand that you start speaking in in in, in better terms? Hey, we shall see. As they are now, uh, uh, as people now take take Xbox more seriously, we'll, we'll see if the, if that's where it goes. You know, I, I I'm just looking forward to seeing what are the initial moves they make, right? Because it's unfortunate to me. True, it's good that, that he came he came forth and was very forthcoming about it. It's surprising to me that there was nothing they could do from a Game Pass perspective in the short term. I know that the the, the there's a whole uh, a whole uh, um, uh, inclusion process that has to happen in order for Game Pass to be for them to be able to put games in Game Pass and all of that. None of that was possible until the very last minute, you know. So it is what it is. I'm hoping that some something happens of a of a Christmas surprise or something where they drop something interesting into Game Pass because they have a lot of interesting things that could they could potentially do. So hey, yeah. you know. I think it's all positive at this point. We'll see how long it takes before anything turns around. I mean, think about it. Starfield came out when? How long have they have they owned Bethesda? It's taken a long time for you to reach that point where you go, wow, you know, they they they, they took care of it, right? I mean, not everybody can be Insomniac and 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 play and Sony, right? Say what you will. The moment they bought those guys, they bought those guys and they used them as a horse, and they've been riding them dudes ever since. <laughs> And it's been working out for them like gold ever since. So, you know. Are you saying that, that Sony has work. been riding them like a go-go dance from Soul Train? Is that, is that what you're saying? Oh, man. All the way to the bank, sir. To <laughs> the bank. And as I hear it, Spider-Man 2 is no different. So there you go. And and and, and for all of my movie buffs, uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure how many people saw the movie Who's the Man? My brother, Neil. Oh, Mithlug. Lord. Of course. We have seen it a hundred times. It's one of our favorite yep. films. It's, it stars and. Uh, Dr. Dre and Ed Lover, and it's a mm-hmm. it's a it's a homage to hip hop. Uh, you know, what can I say in the nineties? But that's where that's from. Classic. But uh, you know what? Great great points all around. Uh, great point. Listen, Hargeet, let's get your hot take on this because Phil had a lot to say, and you know what? Casante um, is not wrong. Uh, he said it. He was disappointed. The holdup was. The regulators. Um, I don't know, because um, you know it's funny. During Sunday's Iron Lords, they had on um, Tom Warren of The Verge, and he made some. I mean, he had he had a lot, a lot of really great things to say because obviously he has connections in the CMA, has connections uh, in Microsoft, and he made mention Harky that this deal was pretty much done since July. And I hearing Phil now say that they were they unfortunately they were they were stuck. They could not make uh, you know a lot of the game pass drops that people are expecting happen. Kind of goes against that. So I I don't know you know like where where you know this this actually ultimately goes in 2024 is what Clovereal said. That's how he actually mentioned Clovereal. Um, 2024 is going to be the big drops. Activision Blizzard had actually said that Call of Duty and Diablo would be arriving in 2024. We kind of poo-pooed it. Like, ah, that's got to be, that just toned the line because they want to sell games. What was the, what was the biggest thing, your, big, your personal biggest takeaway from this? Because like I said, it was Phil being who Phil is. He's candid. He's a proper gentleman. He answered it. You can tell that he was disappointed. He, he, he wears it on himself, so to speak. 
Yeah, I mean, look, so I know Risk It doesn't like the format, but I actually think it's better than what they had before. Yeah. Um, you know, Major Nelson with Major <laughs> Nelson is fine, but it just didn't have the same energy. I think this is a little bit better. Um, so I, I kind of like this new format. Yeah. But, but they is... cut near lunch, Huggy. They cut near lunch. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, look, we still exist, right? So we can certainly give our opinions and... If they want to do something and, you know, tell us about what's going on in their world, what the heck, right? It's it's another source of information. And look, we're all talking about an interview that they did, right? I, granted, yep, it is. It's internal. They can totally control every part of that messaging. But to what you said, Boom, Jeff has been listening to us. Ruben, Rubenstein, right? He's been listening to us. And he actually brought that up. Like what I'm hearing from the, the, the community. These are the things I'm hearing, right? Uh, let's just ask those questions. And, you know, like it. Obviously, it's good that we are asking those questions, right? That they're listening and they're going to like try to answer those things. That's a good thing. Um, so I don't mind the format. It is what it is. The downside is it's not very consistent. Like it isn't like it's at this time every time, right? So it's not like this day and date, you know, at this time, uh, which is a little annoying. Um, but either way, uh, you know, so I don't mind the format. It's good that we're getting nuggets of information from it. What, a, you know, so, so, there's a lot to take from there that was mostly just about kind of what the next steps are. Um, you know, it, it, it's also interesting that they were able to work with Zenimax ahead of time because they were sure the deal was going through right. to say, okay, we're going to have these games drop in when we, you know, uh, finish this deal or when we close the deal. And they couldn't do that. And, and he said they weren't sure even the week of the closing of, of like actually yes. buying that they were not, they weren't sure it was going to go through. They were, you know, whereas yeah, with, with Zenimax, it was like, yeah, this is done. It doesn't matter. Right. But I think they got shell shocked. Uh, you know, Phil was shell shocked when the CMA said, we're going to block this on cloud gaming. Um, and so he, they, they did nothing. They said, we'll just wait and see, <laughs> see what happens next until they, you know, can finally start doing things. Um, you know, I, it, I, I've, found a few things that were interesting was you know first as you mentioned the the, the mobile piece right they he, you know you have to look at mobile in a, 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 an interesting light they have game pass right and they're they're promising everything goes dan date in game pass well yep. the mobile games don't have to worry about that right a even if they went into game pass they're usually free to play but they're constant constant streams of revenue massive billions of dollars of revenue that's something they just need, right? And and it's the thing that Jim Ryan was going after, but Phil's already had it, right? They had Minecraft, which just keeps on printing money, right? And they they got small, you know, other games that, that were it started small, but have become live games. You got Sea of Thieves that just keeps going, right? Um, and they'll they'll keep. It was in the top more twenty more like of sales, but MPB. exactly, exactly, it, it's yeah, crazy for sales. Yeah, game and Game Pass. Um, you know, it is what it is, and so so they're just constantly generating uh, revenue with season passes and what whatnot, right? So uh, they're already kind of there, uh, and that keeps the the revenue flow for other things to be made as well, right? So uh, it's very interesting and telling that that is where he wants to go. Obviously, that's a big deal for them, right? This is just the 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 money that's going to allow them to a pay for all those salaries that they just t took on, and b look at what they can do in that mobile space with their other IP, right? You know, certainly Activision Blizzard comes with a bunch of stuff, but, you know, like Warzone, is there an opportunity to move 
Halo in there? Is there an opportunity for a Gears game that actually sticks and lands, right? They had, was it Gears Pop and there was something else, right? But it didn't Gears really Pop. go anywhere. Yeah, no. It was... Is there an opportunity there with their other IP, right? They've got all these other Do you know what fits in there well? Do you know what fits in there really, really well? Uh, sea of Thieves would really fit well in mobile. I don't think that would be too difficult to bring across. Potentially, right? I mean, and we'll let That'd them figure it out. But, but, but that's the thing that you know this is going to be one of those. And it's not Phil's going to push it, right? Phil's going to ask, "What do you guys think?" Right? We're, and I think that was one of the biggest ones. Was he is actually going to just let the studios go, right? Do what you want to do. That's fantastic news. But then there's a big question. They also bought this with all these freaking like, uh, arrangements with Nintendo and Sony and, and all these other you know uh, cloud gaming companies that you're going to get COD for 10 years. Does that mean COD has to come out every year? Does that mean that the entirety of Activision and you know whatever is just so. stuck on COD? I, 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 I don't, you know, that's a very <laughs> interesting question and one that we actually don't know because we don't have the contract in front of us. But exactly. I am here to tell you that I think that they're going to get to at least a by-year release schedule. Like I hope they gotta, do. I hope they slow it give down. these studios a break. And, 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 you know, part of it is I just look at, you know, the last six, seven years, half those games are remakes. They yes. just don't have any ideas left. Nope. Right? And, and, and I just, like, at some point, you just need to say, slow it down. Yep. Let's come up with a new concept for Call of Duty to reinvigorate itself, right? Yes, you could remake Black Ops. You could remake whatever other ones that we've had, Advanced uh, Warfighter or whatever, Infinite, whatever they have, all the different ones they've had. But, like, why? Why not just slow it down, let the studios go do some other things, right? And and let them retool, and let's let's come back with something new in that Call of Duty franchise. But you keep Warzone you're absolutely, going. And, and you're absolutely going. right. You, you bang on with that, I think. And I think... And the answer couldn't wouldn't be, and we've had, I think we've had this discussion, me and you, Huggy, uh, yeah. probably not on show, but um, the answer I think there is is go live service. And now the pushback on that is yeah, always going to be, they it have makes, it. yeah, it makes seventy dollars every time that you know uh, per release every time they release a yeah, new but one. It's still but, selling. It's still selling with, with game <laughs> with Game Pass now. Uh, the opportunity is there to go. What you're saying is once every two years, or maybe once yeah. every three years, free exactly. up the studios, toys for Bob, these little studios to start making uh, smaller titles to give a, a ridiculous amount of cadence going into Game Pass. Yeah, um, I think that that is a huge opportunity for them. And if they yeah, don't do I, that, a missed opportunity. Yeah, and I hope that the studios come back and say that. Right, that look, Call of Duty's great. That's nice. But we'd like to do something else. <laughs> we'd like to yeah. make something totally different. Or, you know, hey, hey, we have this cool new IP idea. We'd like to try that out. Or, you know, what if we took something that we have in our existing catalog? Uh, yeah, I had this kind of a, you know, a, a weird uh, mix with a totally different way to do it or whatever. So I want to see those kind of things, right? Like, let's take something, make something new out of it, or just take some new ideas they have and make a new game. I hope that's what ends up happening. And again, it's probably going to be years before we see anything, obviously. But... Hopefully that is the direction. And so we'll see if the, the COD engine is is slowed down a bit uh, and they're not locked into annual releases because I don't think it, it's really necessary. What they need to do is keep the multiplayer going. Content packs, 
you know, new season stuff, right? You can just update Modern Warfare 3, uh, continuously keep updating that to keep giving you more and more stuff, right? That's what they should do. And Warzone is going to be there too, right? So they'll keep making that money with that, keep giving you more capability with that, right? So I think that's probably uh, the right... But I, again, I don't know if they're going to do that or not, but that's what it seems like, right? That was, the, His idea is I'm going to let the studios tell me what they want to do. Cool. This is not the Bobby Kotick way at all, right? This is not the Bobby Kotick way, right? So that's going to be very interesting. Will they let well, them out of the salt mines? That's the thing. Like I think it's as Polly yeah. calls it the salt mines. Like so many are in the salt mines when it comes yeah, to that, God. That's Kate Sante's um, saying. The salt mines is a Call of Duty. Is, yeah, and and <laughs> yeah, I hope that's the case, right? So we will see if that's a massive shift. I'd also like to see what happens with Blizzard, which has been commercialized too much instead of making the games they used to make that were yes. really good. I think if they go back to their formula and say no, we want it. We want this to be the the Blizzard of old. Right. Let's let's see what they do with that. Right. And uh, hopefully that can come back and, and, and be even bigger and better than they were, you know, uh, before uh, you know they were bought. But I guess while they were with ABK, I can't deny that they actually made a lot of money. Uh, but <laughs> but but there's some, you know, diminishing return to that. Like, I, you know, Diablo, you know, four for, for folks who were Diablo fans. They would have dropped everything else to play that, right? But you didn't, right? And that so that happened. And and so you have to like kind of take that into account and say, well, maybe they do need to kind of like revamp a little bit there. Um uh, there's Starfield, like Starfield, sorry, uh Starcraft that they could go back to, right? Uh, dude, that so would much... be especially in Asia. There. If they brought back Starcraft yeah. mobile, holy it would it would be as big <laughs> as anything King would do. Yeah. So um yeah. you know, and and to your point, risk it about buying uh i think they have to buy a publisher in asia they and the reason is do. simply 100%. it's the splash you need to have something that says we're here right and if you buy a small thing here and there i agree in general with what you're saying i only wanted to buy really one maybe two right uh but the one would be something in asia that just gives them the splash we're here we mean business we're not just like a little nobody on the side, which is what they are. Let's just be honest. Across you Asia, you mean like Capcom, right? Like Capcom. No, it wouldn't be Capcom, but <laughs> but because they're not Asia anyway. Whatever. We've had those discussions. Like it needs we to have. be something that's so we relevant have. to the Asian market that they're like, oh, we kind of have to pay attention to this, right? And that's what I'm looking for. Well, that's what they need to look for. But I think that's what they need to do is like say, let's make a splash. We need to have something that tells you know in Asia. I think they have like under a percent in general. Uh, of market share it's so abysmal right that you have to do something to kickstart it and say we need to you know generate some buzz I mean, so some people, people keep saying square platform. enix is is the play i, I still it i could be or sega. sega i think sega is pretty good uh you know especially Personal. with rovio and all that but it, you know so either one of those flip a coin i don't care uh there, there's plenty of opportunity but they need to buy one of those the other one that's a potential and i don't know if they need to go down this path or not but is the potential to get something like a Warner, right? To get uh, the movie side of it plus the the studio side of it, right? That gives them the IP that they kind of need. Uh, but you know, I don't know if they can work a deal and just get the studios or not. But that's that's up to them to figure out. But that would be the, the only like publisher level things I think they should really go after. You might have smaller publishers that like you know, uh, uh, what's the the indie publisher there, uh, like Devolver or somebody like that. There's another one that I would love. Could like, you imagine that would be? ridiculous right but so i wouldn't go with bigger things after that i think at that point you should be done right but smaller studios here and there indie studios here and there i think is a good thing right um but an interesting point to that right so at some point they will have 
kind of the same thing Nintendo has, where their first party is more than enough to bring people to their platform, right? And it, you know, it's definitely going to generate the revenue, right? We've been looking at when will they be uh, at that. Am I frozen? Oh, for some reason, my video seems frozen. But uh, it, so at some point, frozen, yeah. Yeah, the the uh, revenue part of it, they might be number one pretty soon. Uh, the console sales, I don't know if that's ever going to happen, <laughs> right? So uh, that would require them to be very prominent in Asia, which I don't know if that happens in a gen or two or not. But uh, but as far as revenue, I think they're they're potentially going to be there pretty soon. As far as monthly active users, they're already done. That's already there. Right, yes. they're significantly ahead of everybody else. You just all you need really is Minecraft, and you you've already won. Right, Minecraft yeah. is so huge. We just ignore it, but it's so huge that like that mi wins them right there. On top of that, they just got ABK with hundreds of millions, four hundred whatever it is million monthly active users. It's ridiculous how big they've become now. Right, as far as monthly active users. Right, so that part they already are number one. They're done. Right, so they don't have to really wor worry about that piece. It's more, can they get to the revenue level? And I think they're they're like this close. They're very close to, to doing that. You know, if, if and I don't want to pile on Sony, right? Because we should be talking about the fun of what we got with all this stuff. If Sony does not turn it around and really all those live games fail, it could be quite a detriment to their bottom line, right? And, yeah, 100%. And you don't want to see that happen. Lose confidence, dude. Yeah. yeah, you don't want to see that happen, but... Look, they have an opportunity. Obviously, they saw something was up. They, they're going to go to a different leader. And we'll see what that does, right? So if they flip it around and they bring it back, okay, cool. That might take years, right? Because once you kind of put these yeah, games I, in play, it I, could be a while. I don't think that's going to happen. Because if you look at Sony proper, they've had some serious, like they've had some very, very, very serious missteps with their business. So much so that they are no longer the giant that they once were, you know, in the late '80s, early '90s, even even the early '80s. Um, and they they have not innovated um, quickly that is enough. A problem. It is a problem. They have not seen where the market is heading quickly enough and taken steps to follow it. So that's yeah. Sony proper, and I feel the same is happening now, trickling down to PlayStation. Um, and, and 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 this this is something again i am actually making a video on this because i am quite passionate about it but sony is sort of uh, the litmus test or i think what we're seeing um as an early result of the entirety of triple a publishing because triple a followed sony's example for yep. for for a while there um and they went after those big uh you know triple a single player experiences as well as going after the live service market couple successful mostly not um and and what really i think needs to happen and if xbox sure buy publishers buy publishers in japan do that but that does not guarantee you success it doesn't guarantee you the splash no, what's going to get what's going to guarantee you the splash is if you start making new ips and ips that are successful and to do that what you need to do is throw a lot of ips at the wall excuse the language boom but throw shit at a wall and hope something sticks and that's fine so you're gonna that's the best that's the best way to, and to come out that. on top here and, and they're Xbox doing that, right? Are yeah. doing it, and, and yeah. PlayStation, which I like, it. and so do the and so do the AAA publishers. The AAA yeah. publishers need to start making some of these smaller experiences <laughs> with new IP, and then yeah. they can build on those experiences and and no, make I them agree. larger. I agree. You got to do both, right? Because you yeah. don't know which one of those games turns out to be the next Fortnite, right? You want an indie to come up with something, you know, weird, and it it picks, right? It just takes, it lands. It but if hits. that happens, yeah. And, and that's how you do it. You, you do small investments into indie type ideas and let that 
potentially become something big, right? If you instead spend hundreds of millions of dollars, now you're looking for a return. And as you said before, you need to sell like 10 million copies to make that back. It's it's a lot mm -hmm. of ex investment. Like the, if you spend two, 250 just making it, you have to spend another 100 just advertising it, right? $350 million, that's a lot of sales before you get that back. That's it's, it's, yeah, it's insane huge. amount of pressure then put on the publisher and the developer to make a game that will land, that will get people to buy that many copies, right? You could potentially say that Last of Us 2 was a failure because it barely made 10 million sales. That should not have happened. That should have been a 20 million sales uh, game, right? Last of Us 1 was a critical and financial massive success, right? And where did it go with the next installment, right? That's just not good. Right? And that is a gamble that they kind of just barely you know, got to, to profitability. That's not what they were looking for. I'm sure they were looking for much more money to come with that thing. But and and Hargeet's explaining there, Hargeet's explaining there defines exactly why it is you see all the remaster remakes of remakes of remasters. Indeed. Exactly. Because okay. you have to, they can't, they can't afford to play with, with new exactly. IPs that may or may not hit. You must it, know it's sad, Aloy right? But that's whoever, not what we want. You know, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Yeah. Um, the but entire industry kinda... has become extremely risk averse. Like they, they're avoiding exactly. risk yeah. by, by renting IPs and rebooting IPs and remastering <laughs> IPs. And we see it from Sony Sony most the, like the most. And and yeah. I don't think Sony sort of knows where it wants to go. I don't think they've got the right idea. I think they jumped on the live service train way too late. Um, that's huge amount of risk as well. I think they're seeing it as less of a risk, but if you were to put that on a risk register, I would have that as, you know, somewhere in the high area. I would not be, I wouldn't be putting all of my eggs into that basket. And and always, even when you see it with stock markets and businesses and all sorts of things, the, the businesses that are successful that put lots of little eggs into lots oh, of little different baskets and then exactly. one of them will hit and that's all they need. And that's you, where the gaming industry needs to go, especially in this time of uh, consolidation. And that's happening with whether you whether yeah. Microsoft does it or not. That's happening. Yeah. Um, if you want to look at one that's doing that, a publisher that went the wrong way first was EA. And then they mm -hmm. turned it around and said, you know what? Maybe we do need to kind of play that game. And you look at it and it takes two, right? That's an EA published game. And it's game of the year, right? Fantastic game, right? That that studio is unbelievable, and they take these risks. They don't miss, with small man. They really don't. Studios, right? And like mm -hmm. uh, Immortals of Avium was also them, right? Uh, potentially pretty good game, but maybe not as financially successful. But hopefully, it does kind of come up, right? But these are the things, right? So they're at least trying. Uh, and then they hold everything together with the FIFA as well. Now it's a, a FC, whatever it is, and the Maddens and, you know, whatever, right? Those games kind of keep them afloat, right? So they have that, and then they, they potentially can try the smaller things, and hopefully some of them land. But I think that's what you need to see. I, I think you're right, Risk. Some, some like, publishers are, like, Risk Activision. I mean, <laughs> do we have to go much further? Usually. Activision was like, yeah. let's take everybody. I don't want to make anything else. All we're going to do is make Call of Duty because <laughs> that sells, yeah. right? It's like the absolute opposite. Like, let those studios make other things, right? Like, Call of Duty is cool, but we need we need we need like other games. We need like other things to actually you know round and, out the, the and unfortunately the, uh, portfolio that worked. That actually, yeah. unfortunately, it, it actually worked. Like it really worked, uh, <laughs> and it worked in a big way. But and then the trip, all the AAAs look at that and go, oh, "Well, that's the way we find an IP and we double down on it." Um, and I think Ubisoft did that. Has done yeah, that with, with Assassin's sad. Creed. But then I think in the recent years that they were trying to go, right, let's turn all of our games into a sort of a live service model. We saw it with yeah. um, uh, 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 Ghost. Oh, God, what's the name of that? That's uh, great. was a great game. 
Um, I can't think of the name right now. X Defiant. Well, not X Defiant. The other one they were going to make into a Battle Royale and they cancelled it. Um, they were taking old IPs uh, and, and throwing them all in. I can't think of the name. Throwing them all into live service. I'll, the name will come to me. I'm sure someone in the chat will probably pop it up in a minute. Um, Ghost Recon, that's the name. Um, they, you know, they were doing that with all their IPs. And now we've seen a slight change. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but the, the Prince of Persia. Uh, side-scrolling, smaller, smaller game. They'll start, yep. and I think they're starting to make some of these smaller games, and they're going to see how they go. I think that Prince of Persia is a toe in the water to see if they can uh, bring that back the Prince really of Persia. Good. Yeah, I hope it's good. I hope it, it yeah. turns out to be a good, successful like game. A, a return to uh, like like classic form of Prince of Persia. I, I that's a series that needs to come back in a big way. Yeah, and I, and, I, and another way for them to do it, and and a way that Ubisoft is is actually really well positioned now to do so um is is you you budget a game at say five million a smaller game um and you sell that game to a subscription service or put it in your own say like game pass or even ps plus and you say look we want 10 million for this our budget's five million boom you've just made five million off the bat guaranteed yeah. you know it's down mm -hmm. the line coming and you you need to do you do that two or three times a year that's 15 million you can you can throw that money at it maybe a bigger triple a or whatever it is you need to or just keep it as profit but there's at the moment what's been happening is and i think phil put it perfectly is triple a has made a moat out of their major ips yeah. um and and that's it's just not working and if they if triple a's don't do something to change um they will singularly either collapse themselves and possibly even if it happens all at once collapse the entire industry and this is why it's, re it's really strange to me when people don't look at the industry as a whole um and analyze it as a whole uh, especially playstation guys and don't see what microsoft is seeing and doing to prevent that because they may actually be the last bastion at some point if triple A's don't change. Um, but I think we're starting to see a slight shift and, and I do hope that happens. Um, but I, yeah, I started to look down the line a few months ago at where we could end up. Um, and, and at that time, it's a few months ago, it, especially before the fans fest, it was looking very much like we could be headed for a collapse, which is like horrible news. I don't want my hobby, um, you know, collapsing and, and us ending up with, uh, you know, studio, you know, major publishers going down or being consolidated into, into um, you know, a big publisher like Embracer and then seeing massive layoffs and studios disappearing. And, and you know, a little taste of it is, is what we're seeing now with Embracer. They, they over, they over bet their hand and, yeah, and, yep. and now they're paying for it. And, yeah, so it, well, it's a concern. That, that and, uh, and for I, Microsoft to get in there and uh, pick up at least those two <laughs> studios. That's what I'm hopefully. hoping for. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the cool thing with Microsoft, well, with Xbox is that they are Microsoft, right? So Embracer would have to go to banks to get more money uh, and they need investment, whereas Microsoft can just say, okay, we'll give you something for a couple of years and then you need to pay us back, right? But it, it right, ultimately yeah. is just funny money inside Microsoft. And, you know, so they could, you know, survive or sustain it. Uh, but you know, we'll see. We'll see how this all goes. Um, but but yeah, I I think the interview was cool. Uh, it does give us some ideas. It would be nice to have a, a, a you know like an actual media site to it, or maybe one of us, right? <laughs> one of our uh, uh, our community do some interviews with Phil or whatever, and that happens you know every now and then, right? So, um, but yeah, yeah. But that was what I took from it. Uh, you know, obviously a lot more to come, yes. right? Sometime in early January, maybe we'll we'll start to see some of the changes. 
Um, you know, some of the things I've been thinking, uh, you know, I think they need to split the A, the B and the K, you know, from uh, being under Activision. I don't see the point in being under Activision. I'm not sure if that's allowed because of the gamers lawsuit still going on. And they may be required to keep the structure the way it is, which is kind of bogus. But um, I think Blizzard should just be its own publishing arm reporting into Phil, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So yeah, I don't see the point of keeping them under Activision um, unless there's some specific structural reason to do that. Uh, they don't they publish their own games. They, they don't have any other tie to call of duty or anything. So, uh, I would suggest they split them up, uh, but we'll see what they do with it. And, uh, then who becomes the leader of Activision becomes the big question. Um, so we'll see who he puts in place. Obviously Bobby's out in a couple of months, yep. um, which is kind of good, I guess. Right. So, um, good, but surprising. Yeah. A lot of people really, I, I expected three to six months. That was what, you know, he would stay on three to six months to give them time to kind of cut over. Right. If there's any questions on how they need to do things, they'll yeah. have them around. Okay. Okay. Um, Sur- surprising so. and concerning then I would say. Well, yeah. well you could say a lot concerning. of things. Yeah. You could say a lot of things about Bobby. Um, but one of the things you can say with absolute certainty is he is an extremely shrewd businessman and he yep. knows that business backwards and forwards, which is why he's no longer on the board, but still there. Um, and he, the board answers to him. I don't care what anyone says. That's that they do. Yeah. Um, and he, again, he is a terrible human being, but an extremely shrewd businessman. And, and I think biffing him in, I don't know if that's a word in America, but in Australia, biffing is throwing out. I think biffing him in, uh, in three months is a huge risk. Um, unless you, and we already know they haven't been in there sort of working out their pipelines and working together on how this is going to go. And we've already seen some missteps from Redfall, you know, not to harken back to that. And that's not completely Microsoft's fault, but there's also that concern about the integration and the management of that integration, then the management of everything that's already still, you know, in machinations over there, it's going um, games that are happening. I don't know if I would be letting him go within, you know, three to six months. I think that's maybe a little bit early. I'd probably keep him oh. on for a year and it's a concern. No, I, I I, that would be a, a PR disaster. But look, I put it to this way. The whole Bobby thing could be a two, another two hour podcast by itself. <laughs> what, what I, what I, what I want to do sure. is this. I do want to catch up on the super chats and then we're going to get everyone out of here. Two hours. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed it. I saw a lot of new names here. Hopefully that comes away of uh, many people that listen to Risk It for the Biscuit. If you're finding the channel for the first time, please consider subscribing. We are on the hunt, folks, to 14K. We're at the halfway mark. We're at 13.5 right now. Uh, we're actually at 13.550. So if you want to help us get there, I would be greatly appreciated. Hit the, uh, the subscribe button. Hit the like button. And if you're feeling incredibly generous, consider hitting the bell icon. So every time I go live, you get the notification. I do this Monday through Friday, five live shows, all different shows, all different panels, great content. We never use hate mongering or clickbait to get you to like or sub. So check us out for sure. Uh, Jax82 drops a very generous $5 super chat and says Xbox needs uh, at quality enough uh, of, uh, of this not launch patched at a later date uh uh before you make 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 sure you this happens before you launch no more excuses i think redfall is it that is going to be the last uh trip or the the fumble if you will they're they're not playing games anymore um rc polygon dropped a very generous five dollar super chat and says with xbox still being in third uh, third and sony still strong in japan 
I think Xbox could grab two Japanese studios. What I want is Square Enix and Sega, two fantastic picks. Or in Matic Dreams drops a very generous $2 super chance. Says, I'm going to keep saying by Square, he wants a new Parasite Eve, and so do I. That game was dope. Uh, Maxi Komen drops a very generous $5 super chance. Says, I want exclusive beta access, skins and operators in Call of Duty. If they want parody, make all the skins of Master Chief. Um, they're, they're, Phil said it in the interview, you're not getting that. It's going to be across the board, everything. No one cares. Um, they got Call of Duty. You're going to be able to play it in your game, in your game Pass. There will be perks. I'm sure there's going to be some sort of perks a part of Game Pass Ultimate, but I don't, I don't think they're going to pull a Sony. And, I, and I'm kind of glad for it. It's fine. Let, let all the skins be available everywhere. You know what that means? More money for Microsoft and, you know, like, you know, whatever. Um, Polga Bravo drops a very generous uh, $2. Super Chat says, we need Square so the salt keeps flowing. <laughs> the slander of it all. Uh, but listen, risk it. Brother, thank you so much for joining us. Sell your brand. Uh, you do an amazing show. You have an outstanding pa- panel. You got a new panel member. Tell everyone where they can check that out each and every Friday evening, which I believe is Saturday, actually, for you uh, when you go live. Um, <laughs> where can people subscribe, help you continue to grow your channel? More importantly, where can people reach out to you on social media? Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me on uh, on uh, social media under Risk It 4TB. It's not 4 terabytes. Um, although I'll give you four terabytes of opinion if you ask. Um, <laughs> and we go live 8 p.m. Uh, EST, Friday EST. Um, and if you're in Australia, that's I think it's 11 a.m. in the east and uh, 8 a.m. in the west. Uh, yeah, we have a great panel. Got a new panel member. Um, that blue number, she is absolutely amazing. Met her at FanFest, had to get her on. She And she jumped on for full time. So yeah, we have we have a great time talking all this stuff, and this week's going to be really really interesting. None of, here's another thing, and I, and I love about your show as well, Boom, um, is that we don't always agree on everything. Well, that's, that's um, what so you the, get a, it's, it's best part of it. It's a conversational podcast, and you're not supposed to all be robots and agree. That, that what's the fun in that? Exactly, and, and on the same page. And and the best thing about these podcasts is you get new ideas, fresh takes, um, and understanding, but always genuine. Um, and so just a quick shot at uh, Jean Marc in the chat there. Anything I say is absolutely genuine. I think it. Um, Hargeet is a man who can definitely attest to that. Um, whether it's right or wrong, I, I, if I say it, I think it. So I'm always genuine. <laughs> Trust me. Um, but boom, it was absolutely fantastic to be on. I didn't think I was going to be able to make the whole show because I had family stuff going on. And you might have seen my toddler knocking at the door and him sitting on the lap. For a little bit um but i'm <laughs> glad great. i got to stay because this is honestly one of the greatest conversations i've probably had in in months it's i mean even my show it, it, we have great conversations but this one was really really um good we, we got to dive into a lot of different things just based off that interview and um some of the mpds so i really enjoy i enjoy doing this and i enjoy being on the show and I, i'm it's it's a bit sad that i can't make it on boom show as often as i'd like but i'm always glad to be here so Thanks for having me on. And everyone in the chat, um, yeah, look, I'll post my channel thing. And if you want to go over there and subscribe, that'd be fantastic. If not, all good. Um, yeah, but thanks for having me on. It's good talking to you guys, as always. Yeah, great to have you on, brother. Definitely got to do this again. Super appreciate it. And at some point, I'm going to guest on yours. I got It's just timing. In the evening, it's all dedicated to Mrs. Boom. You know, I do this five days yeah. a week, and sometimes it's, it's difficult to get another night. Uh, but we'll, we, yeah. we will definitely work that out for sure. 
Great to have you here. Great conversation. Honest, earnest conversation. And that is the best part of having you today. Uh, Kay Asante, let's sell your brand because I talked about it before. Last Saturday's show was epic, dude. Lots of, I mean, that panel was ridiculous. Everyone had great opinions. The most you've ever had in live view viewers. Where can people subscribe to your channel? And more importantly, reach out to you on social media. Well, first and foremost, you know, as 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 you say, I, I am thankful that that risk it. Thank you for being here, man. It's always always good to chat with you and get your opinions. You're not always right, but you th you think you think them deeply, and and I I love to disabuse you of your knowledge. Good job, sir. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> we have some good conversations. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. I, I appreciate you very much. And of course, the man Hargit Chani, always great to chat with you as well. Uh, yeah, we 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 we're having some fun. We're talking some some kind. Of, we're having conversations on saturdays uh my, my um tko santi on xbox playstation all those places uh gaming circle podcast saturday mornings 10 a.m eastern standard time had a great conversation after the abk deal kind of was was finalized we took somewhat of a victory lap everybody was there celebrating something i was celebrating the fact that i didn't have to talk about it anymore it was hilarious it was fantastic and there was a lot of slander in 5.3 hours of podcasting yes so yes it, it was a good time had by all come check us out check out the video i think it's like eight thousand views or something now it's actually doing pretty well so very nice we've already checked it out so yeah you know and and this week you guys will see us again and we'll, we'll we'll be back at it again with some with some probably some mario versus sonic debate it's gonna be oh, i'm sure that's that's definitely gonna be a debate no doubt about that the games will be out that's right. sure, so I'm looking forward to that. And last in no way least, Hargeet Chani, please, by all means, you they I tell you where you can find them, social media. But where you could yep. find them is on Xbox, on Discord, and regularly on and with Game On Daily with Asa and Gaz, Mr. Sauce Master himself. Uh, <laughs> talk about it. Where could people check that out? And more importantly, reach uh, you know, find you on the two small places in the world that's not social <laughs> media. It's of course Xbox and of course, Discord. Yeah, so I'm H Chani on both. Uh, so gamertag is, is H Chani on Xbox, and uh, my I guess it's just your your tag or whatever it is on, on Discord. It's H Chani. No numbers needed, just H Chani. Um, and then uh, yeah, GameOnDaily.com, YouTube.com/slash/GameOnDaily. Uh, certainly had some fun on uh, Saturday, and you can check that out. Uh, also, check out Gaz's channel, Septic Sauce. There's always going to be more sauce videos, and uh, I'm sure you'll enjoy those. Um, Last couple have just been like legendary, <laughs> like just yep. so legendary off the top, and his laugh is infectious. <laughs> it just really is. It's it, 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 it's it's very it's very pointing. <laughs> yep. Um, and then RDX, well, we couldn't uh, do the one this uh, this week either uh it's internet issues but uh but either way like the bandwidth just isn't there where he is right now so he's gonna have to figure out something maybe he has to move or get more whatever internet but whatever we'll hopefully get that back up and running shortly um but that's usually on tuesdays at 8 p.m u.s eastern time uh and then check out primetime gaming every wednesday uh we're here 7 p.m u.s eastern time well thank you so much for that and of course a big thank you to all the super chats and the channel memberships that continue to come in they power the show especially when it comes to the big giveaways. We have another $500 giveaway coming up in the first Friday of November. Uh, that is Mrs. Boom's birthday bash. Her birthday, you folks get the presents. Uh, we're giving away 10 $50 gift cards and the big one. 
the biggest one we've ever done. Uh, last year, we uh, did a record-breaking $1,000 in two hours. Uh, this year, at Mrs. Boom's request, uh, we are uh, raising that by 50%. We are giving away in two hours uh, in the for the sixth annual Mr. and Mrs. Boomstick, Christmas with Mr. and Mrs. Boomstick, $1,500 in two hours. And we are giving away 10 $100 gift cards and two grand prizes of two $250 gift cards. And that comes the way of all the Super Chats. We get them. We tuck them away. We take the channel memberships after Google gets their 30%. We tuck them away. And we have these big giveaways because, you know, Mrs. Boom and I really want to do more for the community. And we understand that, you know, it's, it's you know, right now it's it, fiscal times are hard. And uh, we are very blessed. And we want to kind of pay it forward for the kind of success that we've had here on Double Barrel Gaming. And, of course, folks, one last thing. I'm going to close out the show with something that's incredibly important to me. Hopefully one day it'll be important to you. And that's something that my dad taught us when we were kids. And he would say, Craig, treat others how you want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules, Craig. I can guarantee you you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. And we'll see you next week on the newest episode of Primetime Gaming with Mr. Boomstick and Friends. Yeah.